Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. That's how Elvis died. Pills and booze. I thought he died on the on the shitter. Yeah, because he was constipated because of all the fucking opioids he was chowing down. Ibuprofen is not an opioid. Okay, it's pretty damn. You see what it did to Russ, and you guys are related, so I can. You guys must have similar body chemistry. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm just You're not. going by. I'm going by. This is the first time I'm hearing you of this. Were, the you know? only reason we have you on this fucking show is because we thought you were a doctor. Dude. Well, you know, I am familiar with the anatomy of Neil Young. Careful pulling that too much. Do tell. <laughs> well, I mean, look at his ass on this album cover. Is, can we talk about how weird it is? Because I think it's weird looking. We'll obviously he's, talk he's about He's wearing one suspender. That was on my list, too. He's wearing okay. one suspender, and that's going to make your butt look weird. Fair. Excuse me, my ass is cute, according to Nick. Is a, a beautiful man, but has zero ass. It's concave, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a, it's actually a medical condition of embarrassment. Toilet seats must be incredibly uncomfortable for you. <laughs> um, Going yes. back to that, that's how Elvis died. <laughs> full circle. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, that was good. Too many peanut butter. He did not. So small ass. Can we before? I, I'm already recording, obviously. But can we give a few pre-warnings to this episode? I got sunburnt really bad this weekend. <laughs> He's excited about it. Russ will make, I'm sure, several comparisons to red things throughout the Oh, my God. Episode. Better red than dead. Uh, <laughs> um, also, I'd like to point out that because we have Nick and Slynn here, Slynn and Nick came up with our first logo, and yes. Slynn is responsible for m- most of the memes with hats. Oh, my God. Yes. You're welcome. That's... Just just one word for that, and that's art. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, Thank anybody you. that can put a Neil Young fedora on a sperm, <laughs> that's you're an artist. So thank yeah. you. So those are our guests today for our our live Rust episode. I am but, prepared to do live memes, and too. we're going to oh do God. live memes during live Rust. Also, because they're here, Russ is forced to get so cozy with Mike. And yeah, Mike is visibly excited about it. I, I am. He just tickled for, his knee. <laughs> For some reason, Russ was very against the couple going on the love yeah. seat. He wanted he wanted to share the love seat yeah. with Mike. Yeah. Yes, which I understand. Oh, I see, I see what you're. Although plan I'm is. disappointed because David's uh, David Briggs Shoe, our son. Yeah. Is <laughs> okay. Not well, he's missing. Hold on, is that Cannon? he's missing? He's your son too? Is that Cannon? <laughs> God damn. You know, David Briggs Shoe is missing. God okay. So when Mike 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 got here like a half an hour early, and I hear I'm setting up in here, and I hear outside, I hear Natalie, my seven year old, go. I forget what she said. She, looked- she said, I couldn't find little David. And I said, did somebody eat him? And she went, no. And because I asked her last time I was here, I said, can you help me find little David Briggs shoe? And she's like, okay, I'll look for him. I'm like, thank Because she's my buddy. Natalie's my buddy. Did Out of all your kids. Eat? Did she really say I can't find little David? Yeah, that's the first. She, she gave me an update because she remembered because she's my friend. <laughs> Lucky. So weird. But it also makes me like strangely happy. I don't think wait, I've wait, ever wait, wait. known a moment where Natalie hasn't been judging me furiously. So I'm just really she, jealous. She, I mean, that was weeks upon weeks of her judging Mike. Like She's the first person I met when I came here. She glared at him. And you passed the gauntlet. Then. Yeah, well, she was riding her bike around the corner, and I rode up the street, and I looked at her, and I waved at her, and she waved back. That's all it takes, man. You just got to wave, be friendly. A couple oh, waves. I didn't try that. You know, if Putin waved... <laughs> 
You know, if, po- if Putin waved at friggin' Bush, that's how Mike recruits. If Putin waved, rec- that's recruits. Jeez, <laughs> that's how Mike recruits the youngsters. Oh, you know, now <laughs> you made it weird. Pete don't, Holmes, don't take don't take your pain out on us. Don't take your your friggin' melanin deficiency out <laughs> on the rest of us. Yeah, Luke, that's a junkie. Oh, yeah, so right there. I <laughs> that's a junkie. I went floating down a river uh, this weekend, and I didn't wear sunblock, and I. Had a few drinks, and a few hours later... It's a new one. I, I was in pain, and now I literally can't wear a shirt. So that's where we're at. I've had a bunch of ibuprofen and one English muffin and some drinks, and we've ordered some pizza. And that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> that's, that's, so that's, that's Welcome to Emergency 911. Welcome to Emergency Long May You Young. <laughs> Ooh. That's where Luke, Luke goes Luke is to. actually rusting right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He is rusting. <laughs> Rust never sleeps. It just fucking hurts like a son of a bitch. This is our Neil Young podcast where we mostly talk out of our ass while going through the works of Mr. Young. It's Mike Shue and the Condon Boys, Trans and Harvest and Yes, welcome to the only Neil Young podcast in existence. Apparently, I'm seriously. Have you guys been looking? I haven't. No, I really. I haven't. I'm worried about saying that every time we say it, but it no seems one to has, be true. No one has disputed it yet. Yeah. So we are the only Neil Young uh, theme podcast in existence. We uh, take on every one of uh, Neil Young's albums by order of release, and uh, although we're taking a break, well, we're not. We're gonna do live Rust in this episode. Yeah, so but we're, we're gonna mix we're in. We're gonna mix in Rust Never Sleeps, the film. Also, I feel like right? we're mostly gonna talk about the film. <laughs> yeah, because the film's pretty awesome. It's I mean, Shakey's it's not his greatest work, honestly. Well, I don't know. Human Highway. Human Highway is great. <laughs> Human Highway, yeah, I mean, man. Did you Come see on. it? Have, a soft have you watched Soft Spot for Devo on that one? though, yeah. for sure. Right? I mean, you know, without Human Highway, you wouldn't have the airplane or the Naked Gun movies, in my opinion. We wouldn't have airplanes. You wouldn't have a lot of. Yeah, those. that's true. We wouldn't be flying. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. That's, so, that's an amazing theory. Okay, so just. Neil a, Young invented flight. I thought it was those fucking right time traveling those vampires. Guys. Why are we the only podcast? Yeah, because nobody we likes get Neil revelations Young. like this. Nobody you know, likes right? Neil Young. I mean, except for that one episode of the other podcast we did. Which one? We we were here for an episode of the Town Meeting podcast oh, where Chris right. Letarte showed up with five and a half inches of Neil Young. That's it's the right. best statement ever. I forgot about that. Yeah. Shout Who's out it? Chris. Shout out Chris Letarte. <laughs> what is five and a half inches of Neil Young? A lot Brought of his vinyls. collection. Vinyl. Oh, oh, okay. All right. But it's, and he it's came great in, that out was of his pre- That was his prefacing statement. He was like, all right, I'm here, and I have five and a half inches of Neil. Listen, it doesn't matter that it's five and a half. It's all about how you burn it. Mm. Isn't that average? Turn it in and burn it. Well, well, you're being very I generous. <laughs> I like that. I think we all appreciate you, Slim. That's okay. nice. So to clarify, though, this episode we are doing live Rust the album as well as Rust Never Sleeps. Well, we're the gonna movie? T- we we have to talk yeah. about the movie too. Okay. Oh, because they're kind of the same. They're, yeah, yeah I mean, almost. They're, they're almost the same. They're yeah. I'd yeah. say what eighty percent the same. Yeah. What the album was compiled from different uh, yeah. shows, including one in Boston at the Boston Garden Kid. And then, uh, and the film, I think, is just one show. They did that. That yeah, was just yeah. 
from right. beginning to end one show. I think that was Cal. Yeah, Dallas I mean, I was going to say that the differences I noticed were seems like some of the tracks on the album were taken from other shows. Yeah, and were, whereas and the maybe film they may have all, been brushed up a little. Yeah, bit too. and the yeah. film is all one show. That's warts and all. Yeah. The film is. Warts but I didn't and know all. that one of the the shows they used for the album was from Boston. I, I believe I, it I says know. on the uh, it says on the album it lists the shows, and I think does, one of them yeah. is the Boston Garden. Hmm. Oh, it was? Yeah, it yeah. lists the Boston oh, Garden, but I, it doesn't list which tracks are from where. Nick's walking away from the mic, but I'm getting a feeling he did some research. He did. I did. I did. This nice. is the part I did research on, but we need pizza for Luke because he's going to ruin oh, the right. show. Oh, right. Yeah. We, need so, pizza. Yeah. we need pizza for Luke because he is a tomato. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Luke is so red. You are like, you're like Devo in Human Highway. <laughs> you are just, you've been working at the plant all day. You're glowing red. I'm red anyway. Um, <laughs> Luke's just in the middle of this podcast. He's just going to start going, bird. A bird. <laughs> also, or so, he's gonna—he's just gonna start saying, he's just gonna start doing the fucking bougie baby, sorry, boogie baby speech. <laughs> the answer's sticking yeah. out of your butt. The answer's so, blowing out of okay, your listen, rear. We'll get some more things. I think about that's a pretty good boogie baby. Second, I just okay? tried that out and I feel like it was pretty good. <laughs> it was it was looks bad. pretty red today. That's actually really good. Yeah. It's kind of creeping me out a little bit. <laughs> Look at look at man! I bring the voice. It sounds that's like, my big you know my big contribution you know who, uh, to this fucking you know show. Who Bougie baby sounds like it's is, boogie baby. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, it's boogie right. baby shithead. Uh, boogie boogie baby sounds like Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons. He Holy does. shit! Oh, yeah, yeah, that's I right. I taste burning. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> um, so the original reason we were gonna have Slynn. Uh, and Nick here, mainly Slynn. We can say that now that Nick's out of the room. I'm yeah, the Nick's important. Yeah, he won't yeah. listen he's, back he's to this. He's here for the pizza. Yeah, he's just getting us yeah. pizza. Yeah. See, Slynn will listen back to this because she's a true youngster. But Slynn has been that making memes. I had to look you dead in the eyes when I said she that. She is a too. true youngster. A true <laughs> youngster. She's a through and through youngster. <laughs> and I just it want to point creepy, out. It was creepy, but I did like it. Yeah. I want to point out that's to Ricky Harvey, who follows us on Twitter, that this is not a sausage fest. That's right. You know, we have another. another there is young at least right one here. other yeah. non-male listener. At least so one. There's, right. there's confirmed two of us. Confirmed right. two. Potentially hey, more. Hey Hugh, nope. What? Uh, I'm a little bit. Uh, all right, you too red. That it's that English muffin. <laughs> it's that English muffin. <laughs> yeah. What was I saying? That's it. No, I'm just gonna keep reminding people what just happened. That way, there's no way you can edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had some drinks. I've had some. Advil. So Luke's me on what day was that? I don't know, but oh, I, yeah, when you I'm hurt your also back. like yeah. in it, so much pain. Beach? Yeah, well, probably was on the beach, but I, I literally, I'm wearing like a, a opened button shirt right now. You're dressed like if you were on the deck of the evening coconut. That's true. Just like Neil but Young, I, it is not sexy. <laughs> it's not. I don't, <laughs> oh, I don't have the right. body for it, <laughs> but I'm doing it anyway I like because glasses, I can't though. wear a shirt. I'm wearing the glasses because I He's so sunburned he can't wear contacts. Well, I just... I've been he in can't, bed like, he all can't day. Open the, he can't push well, the eyes open. Even his eyes I've are sunburned. In, listen, I've, listen, you shits. I've been in bed all day, you fucking... You don't get to call me a shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, listen. We're I'm doing, boogie, baby, the bitch. The reason we're having Slynn here is because she's been making memes since day yes. one. She's the, yeah, she's she's the yeah. meme queen. She's the meme queen, the she's youngster amazing. with the computer skills. She put okay? a fedora on one of Russ's guns. That's she right. That is true. She's putting, yeah. Fedoras on many a thing many and a things. sperm. I, I can put a fedora on us. We have a anything. few <laughs> great memers, okay? But she's the original meme queen, so she's gonna be live memeing. I don't know if she knows this, but that's <laughs> Selena's here for live memes 
during live rust. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or live rust. But then rust you got to put rust memes. never sleeps in there somewhere too. So also ah, we'll that. figure that out later. <laughs> memes never sleep. But so I'm going to take That's a never so, sleep. So, so Russ, you should take a That's picture of her now. You should open your computer and then just be like. Now, this isn't actually live because it's a podcast. Right. But. Where is she going to be putting the memes? Yeah, where do you... Right, so You I can understand. send them to me or... No, put a... We should get her onto the Facebook page, yeah. and then she can just post them as oh, we go do that. along. Oh, that's a great Send her idea. a thingy, I or I can do that. Yeah, because I, I don't... I actually forgot all the info for our Facebook page. Okay, True. I'll do it. I'll just say it out loud right now. No, oh, God, don't do that. Is it the same password you use for everything? <laughs> don't, please we're gonna don't. Have, we're going to have that... Is it I'm one, two, three, four, five? I'm not going to Exclamation point. But Luke will tell you anything if he's drunk enough. Stop. Oh, Don't. that's true. That's good to know. That <laughs> that's is true. really true. We'll test that in about 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of drinks, this uh, Carlson's here, it tastes exactly like apple pie. That's that's exciting to me that there's a it's new Carlson's. It's really good. Fit. Carlson's you know, is the best cider. They're not a sponsor. We, I want we them. We said so that like early genuine. on that we were like, Carlson's yeah, if you guys want a sponsor, sponsor yeah. but they're too busy making can, awesome cider. You can just so pay cool. us in a four pack. Actually, yeah, we will take product yeah. if you want to be a sponsor. That's yeah, no problem. Absolutely. We'll do it in trade. Couple of four packs. Yeah, yeah. Couple of cu- yeah. couple of four packs an episode. Yeah, there you go. That's good enough for me. They yeah. are the best cider in the world, made in Harvard. I was just there today. You were at the uh, yeah. at the cidery. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. nice. I was at the orchard. I didn't know you could go there. Yeah, you can. It's awesome. You can oh. apple pick there. Oh wow. Yeah, we should all go. I, fucking, hands. I actually fucking hate that. I hate apple picking. Do you really? Oh, it's so. You seem like a guy who would hate apple. Yeah, picking. it's just just give me the fucking apples. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I used to love apple picking no, with my family. It's and you now know, I'm, I don't want to do it anymore. Why ruin a good hike in the woods if you're going to pick fucking fruit? Agreed. They pay people to do that. Oh, so not in the woods. That. No, it's yeah, it is. The there's woods. trees, right? Maybe <laughs> she has a different. You it's an suck. orchard. It's an orchard is love, full of trees, okay, and so is the woods. Does land full of trees? mean that it's woods like, yeah can we can we discuss because like i don't know how i don't know how i feel about that well, by definition it what seems do you, like you want to discuss but... whether an apple orchard is woods yeah We're not i gonna do. do that <laughs> why not <laughs> because i we, this is a neil young podcast yeah we do, neil, not, uh, we do not digress that's I, think of that. that's I bet you neil never picked a fucking apple in his life speaking of outings he's, yes he's, he's like fucking Picks his own fucking fruits and shit. Not apples, though. Not apples, though. You want to pull a fucking onion Young. out of the ground? You think that's Neil cool, Young man. Has never that picked would, an apple. But you you know, know, if we, when we get, you want to thrash your listen, own wheat? Sh- that's cool. Sh- sh- when we get Neil Young on this podcast, because I'm yeah. saying when now. Yeah. Oh, are you? Okay, Mister Confidence. The f- out of all the questions I could ask that guy, the one I'm going to start with is: Do you like? Apple have you ever picked an apple? <laughs> Do you like apples? How you like? How you like them? Apples. And he's going to go, what the fuck is this? this was you know, mis- I've done some weird shit in my life, yeah. but this is probably the top of the charts. This was a bigger mistake fuck you guys. than fucking that debut album, Jack Nietzsche. <laughs> Listen, speaking of outings that we yeah. are potentially going to take as a podcast, we've always talked about disc golfing together. Yeah. Did you see that hole-in-one at Maple Hill? Holy shit, right? It's like a 520. Yeah, yeah. Who did it? Who did it? That's fucking I amazing. I don't know the guy's name, but he Is literally video? fell on his ass throwing it. Yeah. yeah. I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, he today. fell, too. Yeah. You know, but that... Ugh. Have you guys ever played Maple Hill? I've, a yeah. few times, yeah. Holy it's, shit. It's great it was course. unbelievable. Is that the one? Is that the one that's way out in the field? 
Or no, am I thinking of a different one? Was it 15? Gold, right? You play it every week, don't you? Yeah, but I don't play gold. No, I've never played I've gold. Fucked, I suck. We try... <laughs> we, don't... We, we don't play gold... Well, when I, the, I've been there maybe four times. I never play gold, but there's always one hole we do the gold just for fun. It's the one where it's way the fuck out in the field. Yeah, we did that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that might and be. I a, lost. Is, is it over? No, not me. Is Someone it over all the dip. Christmas trees? Yes. Okay, so that's eleven. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, this, that's crazy. This yeah, that's dude, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking awesome, dude. Disc golf is exciting. Disc golf rules. I haven't yeah. played in years, but I got to get back up. Everybody there. should try playing. It's, if I didn't play disc golf, I'd go on a shooting spree in a bank. But that would be a fun. You know, we <laughs> should have. You know how we have that Kofi? It's K O dash F I. Yeah. We should have a thing where if a youngster gives us a certain amount and they live around here, we'll take them on a disc golf outing. Absolutely. Let's do that. do that. Let's do it. Speaking of that, I heard we got something from Dan Moshpit. We did. Oh right, yeah. I'm when excited. we get to, uh, we always say, you know, we're uh, we're on social media, so we're uh, at Long May You Young on Instagram, at Long May You Young on Twitter. We have a Facebook page, Long May You Young there. But I always post the episodes on Reddit. There's a, a really great Neil Young subreddit on there. There's a lot of Neil Young fans. They love talking about Neil like us. So. I posted something up there. Dan Moshpit got back to us. Oh, for real? Well, remember when we said we're going to go on tour with the podcast uh-huh. and then we're going to hire... Dan Moshpit is a guy who <laughs> listens to the podcast and he's really funny. Dan and Moshpit. from his name, we just surmised yeah. he was like a no-neck, Oakley-wearing, fucking tap-out shirt with no sleeves With a dude spiked mohawk. Who drinks Mick Ultra. Yeah, there was and a few fucking, other things you know, that, that we And somehow he still listens to you. A does backstory. He, does he oh, he not, loved it. Wait, does he, he like fucking, milk or not like milk? Something about milk, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. But it's all, and we made up, you know, we, we ended up making Dan, up what he would sound like. Dan Moshpit doesn't drink fucking milk. Dan Moshpit drinks oat milk because he's got to stay ripped. It's almond, bro. I love a good almond ice almond cream. Milk. An almond milk ice cream. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's makes a great almond milk ice cream. Dan Moshpit likes to rub the nut milk on his face. <laughs> So um, yeah, okay. Well, I'll go. To, I'll get to that right yeah, now. Let's go to that. He posted on Reddit, so you I will, go to the Neil Young subreddit, which is great. I, I do listen to all these episodes, and the one I, I, I chuckle every once in a while, but it's like uh, it's kind of me. So I'm like, eh, it feels weird laughing. I fucking lost it when we were doing that Dan Moshpit shit. I don't remember Dan Moshpit. It was like a few episodes ago, and I and when we were all doing our Dan Moshpit stuff, we were all doing that. We were like. Dan Moshpit does this, and Dan Moshpit yeah, loves Dan this. Moshpit. And just, I was laughing my fucking ass off. I was painting on a roof. Make sure we say the words live rust like every five minutes to try and center. Oh, right, yeah. So we're going to be covering live rust and the film Rust Never Pizza's Sleeps here. Nick's here with uh, Pizza. a little later but, yeah. on. But So we, we talked about taking the podcast on the road once the, once the whole pandemic thing hopefully soon lightens Pizza! up. So Dan... <laughs> Hey! So Dan Moshpit posted on. Um, on uh, okay, good. I don't want to appropriate any kind of Italian culture without the permission of an actual person who's Italian. Okay. So Dan Moshpit pointed. First of all, boys, I will straight up put my life on hold to tour with you, but I need three things that are non-negotiable. One, an extensive selection of new and classic Oakleys to choose from on said tour. Two, unlimited access to the milk bathing facilities yeah. you guys will use. And three, all the honey slides and grilled cheese sandwiches I can stuff down my gullet. As far as I'm concerned, that's a CDM. That's a classic Dan Mod. That's a classic CDM. Dan <laughs>
Moshpit. Dan Moshpit is the best. Dan fucking Moshpit rule. You goddamn right he does. In my next post. Dan Washburn's getting the hashtag. I don't need creatine brownies just to fucking sit around and pick daisies. <laughs> Dan Washburn, sorry, loves apple picking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dan Washburn fucking hammers the apples. Since we're at the portion of the episode where we're... Dan Washburn doesn't follow the rules. He eats the apples right there. Since we're on the segue portion... <laughs> segway? Jesus. <laughs> Luke, what's, you need to... You're not... I need to eat a piece of pizza Yeah, here. you're not yeah, at you the need, helm you today. You need to get a foundation going. You're done. No, hold on. Me and Michael I was going to read a review here. Oh, here, here. we got a new iTunes review. Here, i got one more thing from Reddit, okay. from the Neil Young subreddit. So, from the uh, Human Highway episode, um, Goldakat6768 says, I enjoy the podcast, but stop shitting on Dylan. Oh, we do. We and I responded, I'll ask Russ. I don't shit on Dylan. Oh, no, you shit on Dylan more than anybody else. I shit on, on this Eric Clapton. He's got two he's or three voices that are ridiculous. Okay, to be uh, fair, D- Dylan's though, okay like, a third of the time. I, I don't love Bob Dylan a lot of the time. Oh, see, now like, this guy asked agree, nicely. Like, Stop shitting listen, on Dylan. Listen, I'm really I, sorry, <laughs> sir. Or ma'am. I'm sorry. I just I'm sorry. That's my fault. I, I apologize. I, I won't shit on Dylan. I will say I love Dylan. Neil's career, in my opinion, is way better than Neil deserves more. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you know what? You wouldn't have Neil without Dylan. I will, I will also say that like, Senor is the worst song I've ever heard. Rony. No, the worst the worst Dylan song what ever. Is it, Rony? Is tangled up in blue. What? Strongly disagree. I just just said that because I knew Luke was. Oh, you're out here being an asshole. He's always like, "Blood on Blood's the greatest album ever made by fucking humans or aliens." Okay, first of all, it's blonde on blonde. Oh, whatever. And it's blood on the tracks. You fucking idiot. Oh, sorry, man. You called it blood on blood. It's because Neil Young's a time traveling vampire. We got one. Yes, our first live meme. We got okay, so it. we got a live meme. Uh, Slynn put a Neil Young fedora on a fucking apple. So can Mike you... Shu hates apples. Slynn. No, I don't. I love apples. <laughs> I just don't want to fucking have to pick them myself. I already have. A Wait, job. are all the memes? All the memes aren't just going to be Neil's fedora on a thing, are they? I mean, <laughs> no, but ninety percent. That's kind of. This is a really can good you feature. email me whatever you make? Is that annoying, or can you do that? No, I can totally okay. do that. Just do um, man with song music. At Gmail. I think um, actually are you guys going to be posting these memes? She's posting I'm them right posting now. Them right now. Oh, yeah, so on the so Facebook I just got page. here with the pizza, so we're I don't all, know. We're yeah. all eating pizza that Nick brought. Thanks, uh, Nick. Shout out to, what is it, Pizza King in Lemonster? Pizza King, open on shout Mondays. Open, open on, on Mondays. Mondays. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I, again, I'm going to apologize a few times for the chaoticness of this episode, but if you're a, a true youngster, then you're already prepared for this. But Live Rust, there's a, it's definitely planned out, but there's some good chaotic moments Planned chaos is that a good way? Yeah, to put no, it? that's you know Neil planned chaos. He's a master of planned chaos. I mean, you look at the whole tonight's the night, um, not just making the album, but the whole tour. That was planned chaos. Yeah, he had a theme, you know, and they and they followed kind of a regimen every night. So 100%. while it was planned chaos, it was kind of a structured lead up to chaos, which ended up on stage. Yeah. Um, you know, with all the tequila and the weed and the cocaine and all that <laughs> exactly. shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah, this is. You but know, it worked I, out very beautifully. I feel like it did, and that's the that's why we fucking love Neil mm. because yeah. it doesn't always work out beautifully, yes. but when it does, it renews our faith in his art. That's so why we fucking love fucking Neil. Fucking, fucking Neil, man. Neil, man. But I will say this to the per. I don't. I love Dylan. I actually really love Dylan. I just prefer early Dylan. 
And Blood on the Tracks, Blonde on Blonde, some of my favorite records. I just think when you look at the, their careers at a, as a whole, and also seeing them at this point in their career, I think a part of it is, for me, a part of it's you have to take every aspect of it. So if we're going just off songwriting, it, it's uh, it's uh, it's close in my opinion. I don't even think you can compare it <clears throat> because Dylan, mm-hmm. his style of writing is so like vastly different from it's what very Neil different. does. Yeah, Neil has a more direct. I know, but ever I would since say I Neil is young, like Hemingway, ever, where Dylan is like I was, Faulkner. You ever know what since I, mean? I was like, young, though, that's always been like the thing. Well. It's always been Neil Dylan. Like those two guys, it's always been the like who's better, right? And so, but I think you have to take in a lot of things into account. You have to take in the live performance, Neil. You have to take in yeah. like the stories on like who uh, actually stands up for more for what they believe in, Neil. Wait a minute, like that type of shit. Sorry, unless we're talking about the Jesus. I know I've said this before. And the blood of the lamb. Neil never, never gave his life to Jesus just to fucking fix writer's block. This poor guy (laughs) who honestly asked for us to leave for everybody to leave Dylan alone. No, no, we're, we're, yeah, no, we're, we're discussing it. You know, I mean, no, we're, I, we're giving I, and Dylan. Listen, I, I actually fucking love Dylan. I really do. I think he's fucking amazing and. I could, yeah. There's amazing things I could say about Dylan, but this is a fucking Neil Young podcast. Neil Young podcast. So, tune into a Dylan podcast. I'm sure there's one on Pantheon. We'll try not to shit on. Hold on, let me give a thing real quick. We don't. Are you doing a thing? I I have just two quick ones because people are asking. People were asking about episodes this week and stuff. So, someone from Sweden. Is there an episode this week? Love from Sweden. That's cool. We have fans in Sweden. Fuck yeah. And Norway. I got a message from a guy in Norway. That was love the podcast. That was Eric. Eric. Uh, Erlinson, and then so, and then Tanner right now actually responded, said live Russ next week, and I said doing it now, and then he sent a a meme, it's perfect, right? Oh boy, a meme yeah. of uh, of uh, that's Toad, right? Yes. Yeah, Toad for Mario Toad. saying hype overload. So Tanner's psyched for this app. I feel like Hell he's yeah, not going to be that excited when he hears it. <laughs> <laughs> we got just a bunch of drunk pizza eating. <laughs> oh, that's so a normal podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's no difference from a lot of massively sunburned. Yeah, a We're guy in painkillers and booze. ASMR. We we said <laughs> from the beginning, if you leave us a five star review on um, iTunes, we will read it. So this is a five star review from Popster, pun on youngster. Just says, "Long may you young, fellas." Abs- First of all, uh, addressing us as fellas fucking cool um absolutely love the podcast stumbled upon the american stars and bars episode then went back and listened to every single one of them love the comedy and the detailed info as well few thoughts and questions oh wow oh boy uh can't find the human highway movie anywhere where did you get it amazon yeah i yeah, we russ and i bought the last two copies amazon literally had. the last two episodes. yeah they said they only two copies yeah, left. I we think both what, we i think when i got mine it night. was like there's one left and yeah, i was like that was, so the that one went that, to me. that was yeah. two yeah um, but I mean, just if you search around online, you can find the DVD somewhere, or just I'm keep, sure you can find it used. Or if somewhere. you give us uh, 500 bucks on Kofi, we'll send you one of ours. <laughs> we'll sign well, it too. We'll sign it. Yeah, sure. Luke will slap It'll his decre- red belly with it. Oh It'll God. decrease mm-hmm. in value. Uh, then a question for Shu: Maybe <laughs> Cripple Creek Ferry and Till the Morning Comes were written as fillers since the album was a soundtrack. Just a thought. No, I I, I understand that. Um, Although I just feel that you could have gotten rid of those two thorny turds, as I like to call them, 
and let that beautiful guitar solo that was just starting up oh you fucking asshole <laughs> that was just starting up at the end of Oh Lonesome Me to stretch out for another two minutes that was being taken up by one of those fucking fecal disasters I'm gonna give you till the oh. morning comes why does it till sound like that <laughs> it's like ugh. It's like Ben Folds based his whole fucking career on this song. Oh, now you're going to shit on Ben Folds. Don't shit on Ben Folds. I'm shitting on Ben I Folds. I like that idiot. one Ben no. Folds song. The first um, Ben Folds 5 album is great. Everything after that sucks. Uh, the next thing he wrote is polite constructive advice. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Loved the Nils interview. Totally awesome, and I could tell how much you enjoyed it. That said, there were a few occasions where I felt you guys interrupted him when he was getting ready to tell a story or expand on a point. He was really cool about it, and it wasn't bad, but I felt it took a little, he puts in parentheses, very little away from the interview. Is this fucking Nils leaving us a review saying we did a bad job interview? Hey, look, Nils Lofgren is a, a rock and roll legend. He's an amazing musician. He's done some great things. But it's our fucking podcast. Damn right. So fuck Nils Lofgren. <laughs> whoa, no. whoa, 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 whoa. We want him back. We want no, him back. I'm just kidding, Nils. We love you, man. But fuck Nils. I apologize. No, we, part of that was, we, well, part of that was we, we only had a block of like half yeah, an hour. Yeah. We were trying to, and we were trying to get, get as much in there as in. we could. He, he loved talking. And he, yeah, he was, he, was, he, was really, he gave yeah. us more than a half hour, which he was, was really nice. He was very kind with his time, hour. but we, right. were, we wanted to we get didn't want to abuse certain things. And he was just happy to keep talking, and we didn't want to be disrespectful. Yeah. But I guess we ended up. But he was getting coming f- off of disrespectful yeah. because also, apparently we interrupted him. He was getting phone calls during the yeah. interview and shit, yeah, and yeah. we were just like, "Okay, we're taking up a lot of your time." Um, my and friend. then he, this person, he or she, popster, ends with, "Awesome job, keep up the great work." Uh, little constructive, con- con- little constructive criticism for this review. This person wrote, "Keep us the great work," which I think is a typo. So if you're gonna leave a review next time, I would just. Is this the person from Sweden? No, no, no. Different person. Oh, okay. Uh, I listened to 10 episodes in two weeks or so, and now I have to wait a whole week between shows. Oh, my God. Well, we really appreciate... uh, Yeah, thank you for that. And and, uh, we don't recommend a heavy dosage of this podcast. you're supposed to really space these out. That's not not safe Like, you're not supposed to drink Maker's Mark and down 10 ibuprofen... Shut up. ...within a 12-hour period. It was four. Okay, (laughs) before. Do we have any more social media stuff? Any more? Yeah, any more stuff? Um... No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, why don't we quickly then, we already introduced Slynn and Nick, but why don't we just quickly ask them, how did you first hear about Neil Young? Ooh, I like that. Hmm. Luke is gesturing for pizza. I don't know which pizza he wants. <laughs> oh, I thought he was telling you to talk Pepperoni. into the mic, but yeah, the was. pizza thing know. makes more sense, actually. It makes a lot more sense. <laughs> probably the sausage <laughs> and onion. I'm going to peg him for that. Um, my dad is uh, probably the, uh, it's pretty cliche, but he's probably the main reason I have decent taste in music. Um, yeah. And he's, the he was, uh, the reason I had two of the four copies of Live Rust that There was we a had, period in like, time last month. where in our house there were four copies of Live Rust on Wow. <laughs> That's had, impressive. This is the, this is the perfect episode for you guys to be yeah. on. Well, that's that's why I Jesus. wanted to be on this one. But All that means is we had several influences who probably would have all led us to the same conclusion, which is five and a half inches of Neil. Mm. <laughs> and that is an inside joke that I, I'm, I guess I shouldn't say on a podcast where a lot of people who don't. No, you know think that saying. Neil's dick is five and a half inches, I think, is what you're I'm saying. I'm pretty sure that. Chris does. <laughs> Chris yeah, is Nick's imaginary, imaginary friend. I've been told... It's not about size. It's not. Several times. So Same. I think it's okay. It's yeah. correct. Right. It's correct. Yeah. 
So, so you, you, your dad. Slim's like, I don't want to be here anymore. So, Nick, your dad got you, got you into Neil. <laughs> Slim, how did yes. you get into Neil? I mean, that's my answer to, like, not Nick's dad, my own dad. That'd be weird. <laughs> that would have been sick, though, right? <laughs> He's like, but I hear like, you're going to wow. be a youngster. <laughs> this guy's amazing. I think probably my f- my, my dad's first. name is Dan, and he used to be in a lot of mosh pits. And <laughs> yeah, Dan mosh pits my father. <laughs> wow, plot that twist. No. No, that's canon. That's that amazing. Canon, oh man, I think the first instance of Neil Young that I specifically remember experiencing was him in The Last Waltz, mm-hmm. because I, have, like I, I have I have grown up as a huge fan of the band, and my parents have always played like the whole Last Waltz album like my mm-hmm. whole life. And his version of Helpless in The Last Waltz is, mm-hmm. like, probably the best thing that's ever happened. So He's also their... why special effects were created in movies. That yes. is also well, true with the whole cocaine thing, which yes. I think is the funniest thing in the that's world. That's great. But... That is the uh, most money... <laughs> Robbie Robertson said that's the most money he's ever paid for cocaine in his life, was hiring a, a, a visual effects person to... Blank out the coke, that's, the that's big like, rock and of like, coke, and it's not. They could have just paid someone to, to grind it up more. Right, exactly. Up, right. I mean, <laughs> they probably just got it. Like, oh, good, the coke's here, and he just stuck his face in it. No, he that's, literally that's stepped what on. Happened. That's what yeah. happened. He's <laughs> right it's like backstage. That, that Elmo meme that was Neil backstage. Literally, he yeah. just like. <laughs> but uh, and then like after that, I feel like for a while I mostly just knew like the popular songs that Neil Young did. Like I've always known like Ohio and things like that. And really, like, since Town Meeting has been playing a shit ton of Neil Young, is play a lot of when I've gotten, like, really, really into it. Who's that? I don't know. Some stupid band. That's a good point. <laughs> a true point. Um, speaking of people covering Neil Young, the day after I got this crazy cool sunburn that I feel like almost killed me. Nice try. Uh, we went to a restaurant on our way back home from NH, and... Um, there was a guy, fucking, he he had a looper pedal. He was playing acoustic guitar at the restaurant, but he would loop some stuff. He played this nice cover of Fire on the Mountain, and I'm like, that's cool. Ooh. Like, we play that, and he was way better than us. And then he started playing Down by the River, and I'm like, this is too weird of a coincidence. Wow, one and guy he just was started better looping. than five of you? He started, <laughs> shut the fuck up. And yes, obviously. <laughs> oh, man. But he started, playing Down by, he started playing Down by the River and looping those chords, and I'm like, this is too weird that he's playing the same song. And then he started singing the lyrics, and they were a little different. They went, breathe. Breathe in the air. No, he didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. He was no, he breathe. didn't. Really? Swear to God. Oh my God. Which further backs up Russ yep. when he said he 100%. thought it was Pink Floyd, or he thought Neil Young. I couldn't. Believe or Pink Floyd it. was. That's what you. You thought Pink Floyd was Neil Young. Yeah, I could. I thought and everybody breathe, shit I thought on breathe him. Breathe was down by the river. Yeah. Right. But then we we played you. You actually lined that up. <laughs> I I was audibly hundred percent for sure he was doing down by the river, and then he started singing it, and it was. Breathe. Oh my you God. Must been, you must have like been like. Holy shit! Oh, my brother's fucking right. That sucks. <laughs> Actually, I pulled a John, and I got in a fight with my wife, and I stormed off. <laughs> nice. Well, happy anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. Let's get into it, then. You want to get into it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. First, can we mention uh, our friend in the UK? Yes. Who sent us his fanzine? It's called Speaking Out. Speaking Out. It's a it's an old school fanzine. Like he actually prints it up and publishes it. Just like they used to do back in the day, and it's uh, it's great. He actually is a super, obviously a super Neil Young fan, but he's a super like Neil Young show guy. Like he's traveled here to the United States 
to see a bunch of shows. He tells a lot of those stories about coming to the U.S. and seeing the shows. There's a great uh, interview in the latest issue uh, with uh, Micah Nelson. Oh, nice. From Promise of the Real. And, I didn't uh, know. I thought it was just Lucas, but it must be a couple of Willie's kids. I guess so. I was just going to say, are there more Nelsons in that? May, like, or maybe it's I just... So, I mean, it's yeah. Maybe they're unrelated, name, but... but. I would, they're probably related, but... That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so the uh, the fanzine is called Speaking Out. They have a Facebook page. Just search Speaking them out, out on Facebook, Neil Young Speaking Out. I put a link up on the uh, Long May You Young Facebook page Yeah, if people want to check that out. I'm so I want to thank those that. those folks for sending over a copy Yeah, definitely check from that the out. UK, and uh, we appreciate yeah, that. We great. are. By the way, I just want to remind people we're huge in Europe. Yes, we are. Well, now, We're I mean, huge. even just today, Norway, Sweden. Norway, right Sweden, and England. Those are all the countries that really matter in Europe. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Until so. we get more fans from other countries. Right, those exactly. Those countries will matter as well. When Luxembourg joins that group, we're in. <laughs> well, you guys can't beat the Hof in Germany, too. I mean, you can't. It's true. We need Dude, some German Dude, youngsters. who can? Yeah. Who can? Seriously, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. That's why I noticed you didn't mention them when you... That's true. You know, because you're just like, you got to no. skip right over. That's you all can't. respect to the Hoff. I mean, yeah. why even bother? I'm not even going to try to move in there. I do want to say one more thing. We're a proud <laughs> member of Pantheon Podcasts. Yes. Uh, they do great, great music podcasts, um, including the Shout It Out Loudcast. Oh, yeah. If you love Kiss, that's a great podcast. And some new friends of ours Podkissed. over at the Punk Tree. Yes. They gave us a little shout out. I don't know if you heard that. No, I, I didn't get a great joke, that. everybody. I discovered some really awesome stuff on the Punk Tree. There's this band yeah. from Japan I discovered called Waterweed. Oh, really? Who are fucking awesome. Waterface? No. Wa- <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It's me. Yeah. No, they're actually, they're, those are those are my kids. Um. <laughs> They're fucking great. So if you want to check out Waterweed, if you like, you know, it's kind of like, it's a little emo. Like, I don't like stuff that's like full on emo, but this has a little emo in it. Careful. But it, at times. Nick and Slinner here. Oh, I'm sorry. Slinner. And I know you were, weren't you like in an emo Christian band or oh, something? It, well, I, yeah, I mean, I was into a lot of emo Christian bands, but I feel like these yeah, dudes were too. too. Yeah. These dudes, Russ, listen to a couple of their episodes. Yeah. They, they listen to, you can tell from their background, yeah, they definitely I'm have sure. that. Yeah. yeah. So check out Punk Tree, and the then uh, the folks on the uh, Make It Stop Bad Music podcast would like to have us on to talk about Neil oh, Young, my yes. favorite Neil Young album, Landing on Feces. <laughs> and, landing uh, on Water. I oh, I'm sorry. Landing on landing Water. Landing on Water, Weed Water. Weed Water, right. <laughs> landing on Water Face. <laughs> and uh, so I think we're going to have a guest appearance on there very soon. Hell yeah. Which is really nice of those folks. And that's a great podcast. It's really funny. And they're local, too. I think they're from... The Boston area. Oh, sweet. Also, so. Cool. Cool. Do you want to get into uh, Live Russ? <laughs> you live go Russ. Live Russ is here right now. Yeah, we are Live Russ. We're live memeing with Live Rust and Live Slin and Live Ooh. Russ. And you want me to play something to get us into it. That's That'd be fucking awesome, man. Right. I know you're all hopped up on fucking goofballs and Dr. Pepper, <laughs> and but could you please just fucking No, balls. actually not. <laughs> and sausage and onion pie. <laughs> right. You're under the influence of sausage. I, f- I feel like this album's definitely a sausage and onion pie kind of album. It def- You know what? This is definitely a pizza and beer album. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is a great fucking album, and I almost like it more than decades. If I'm being honest. Are you saying this might be your favorite album? Yes, I am. All right, drink. Everybody drink. This is the part of the podcast where we look at each other and 
it's hard to just fade it out because we all just really yeah. Love we just listening. want to let it play yeah. and like drink and listen to Neil. Um, since we're talking about the Russ Never Sleeps movie as well, can we talk about this fucking the way he starts it off? With yes, song? please. <laughs> I, well, we gotta, I, I mean, there's a lot we gotta talk about as far as that with the amps and the road eyes and the fucking all that shit. So <clears throat> the Russ Never Sleeps film, like like a lot of great things Neil did. He planned it all out and wrote it all out in like an hour. Like an he hour? had this, like it oh, was. It was like he had this idea of what he wanted to do live, and so he wrote out this grid, and then scrawled what it's he wanted to happen. It's on the inside of the um, yeah. DVD. Sleeve. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you can see it inside the DVD sleeve, and he kind of scrawled out what he wanted to happen during the show, and he was very, very specific, and it's just. It's like a collection of what... It, again, it's like a time capsule of what was going on at that point. And this is what, 1978 when this show was happening? Probably, oh, this was 78? Yeah. It was fall 78. Well, the, the show was 78. Yeah, the show okay. The movie was 79. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the, the movie, as opposed to the Live Rust album, is one whole show at one place, which I believe is the Cow Palace in San Francisco. Is that right, Nick? I, I think, think so. That's the one they like yeah. very specifically talk about. Yeah, the Cow yeah. Palace, yeah. 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 So he had this whole, you know, Neil's into that whole, and this is why I think he loves Devo. He's into this whole like presentation, not just the music, yeah. but a whole theme. Yeah. You know, even like costumes, like a whole theater production. Right. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and so the thing with this podcast is I just want to try to figure out what he's trying to say with all the stuff he included in the live show. And then keep yeah. in mind, this live show happened before. Rust Never Sleeps came out. So these people were hearing a lot of this stuff for the first for time. For the first time, yeah. Like yeah. Powderfinger, you know, and Thrasher, and all that stuff. Um, I lo- Speaking of that insert, I, I'm pretty sure this is just... I'm looking at the inside of the DVD jacket here, and it's, it's just... Someone's dead jacket. Oh, my God. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but uh, it's just Neil handwritten. He's got a whole bunch of pages handwritten, and he's got four columns... It's, the first column is action. The second column is effects. Then lights. Then road eyes. Yes, and I road that he eyes. Calls them road eyes. It's fucking cool. And which are basically the, the Jawas. Yeah, yeah, from Star Wars. Why'd you say Jawas like uh, the Jawas? Yeah, for like uh, what's her name from Schitt's Creek? The Jawas. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the Jawas. Mo- Moira. Moira. <laughs> yeah. Mora, who are these people? They're the Jawas. <laughs> Johnny, I don't like the Jawas. There's too many Jawas. Let's pour some out for Shit's Creek. You know, <laughs> great. And, I know, great show. show. Now they're ending the show, so it's, it's already yeah. over. It's already I over. Cried my fucking yeah, eyes out. Fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, so he, he, those little Jawa things. He and calls this is them recorded in San Francisco, which is George Lucas town. Yeah, that's right. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Prayers for San Francisco right now, which is on fucking fire. Right. Right. Yeah. Now. yeah. And I, I, he probably called them road eyes and not Jawas because I'm sure there was some kind of copyright and merchandising thing yeah, that probably. he probably couldn't gotten sued for, you know. But but he's got it all mapped out, and I love looking at. He didn't just include well, the he, songs that are on it. He yeah, he wrote other shit because he, he wrote "Come on, baby, let's go downtown," which is not on. On the movie or the album, but I'm sure it was on the tour. I'm sure he played everything. But that made me wonder list. who sang that. Neil did. I'm sure. You think I'm it was sure just Neil, Neil probably did. Or maybe yeah. Frank. I don't know. Wonder if Frank did it or something. It might have been Frank actually. I don't know. They what all have solo careers now, so yeah. But 
but he's. I would got, like to know that. I'd like to find that version. I would like to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That would be sick. <clears throat> like, a, 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 especially with this tour, because it yeah. just seemed like he was re-energized. Yeah, the whole thing with Devo, the whole thing with you know, he wanted to you know stop corroding the whole rust never sleeps thing right. and he wanted to have fun again yeah right. you know and that's you see that in the film and it's wild that he oh, would yeah. do that song without danny and then not put it on and yeah maybe like, maybe that's it maybe, maybe he, he like listened it back to it and yeah. he was like yeah. this is like, as good as wrong. it's this never going right. to be as good yeah. as danny does yeah. it well the, the yeah. album and the dvd both start with sugar mountain and yeah well but the, which is fucking awesome True, but so good. the DVD starts with a lot more um, kind of just interesting setup. It's I think it starts with the yeah you got like the amps. doesn't he have Hendrix's Star Spangled Banner yeah. playing? Yeah, so there's the whole Woodstock theme through the show. Yeah, and that's part of this whole thing he's been constantly going on about. No, listen to me, he's it's like my grandmother. She's just constantly going on about the pirates and how much they suck this on, year. You know, and uh, <laughs> like constantly going on about the death of the hippie dream. Right, and so I think. He thought, from you know, from what I read about Neil, he thought the hippie dream died at Woodstock because he thought the filming of Woodstock Killed was it. a compromise of what they were doing at Woodstock, and that's why you won't see him in the film because, as we've mentioned many times, he told the film crew to fuck off. Like, if you well, film me, yeah. I'm gonna fucking kick your ass, and so you won't see Neil Young. Or maybe because yeah. he's a time traveling vampire, he knew how fucking cool Woodstock '99 was gonna be. No, he's that's like, true. Will right. never compare to Limp Yeah, Bizkit that's true. Singing break stuff. That's <laughs> that's well, I right. Saw, I saw Charging eighteen dollars <laughs> for a two liter bottle of it's not Pepsi. Even funny, honestly. right? <laughs> it's like not even. Listen, there was funny. definitely some shitty moments about Woodstock '99 or the one before that, but Blind Melons. Woodstock, whatever was it? Ninety three that they played their Woodstock, whatever. Yeah, I think it might have been ninety three. <laughs> yeah, that Woodstock, whatever was great. Be not smart. <laughs> no, but that. Yeah, I think that was ninety three. I think it was ninety three. Yeah. I saw an interview with Neil where he was talking about that, and he 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 was really getting into like. How am I supposed to fucking play when there's a camera in my fucking face? Oh yeah, you know he hated he, that. He hated it, yeah. and and, he and hated, then you can tell yeah. when you watch the the. Um, Rust Never Sleeps movie, which is, again, the live Rust. It's so confusing, you know, but whatever. When you watch the Rust Never Sleeps movie, you can really tell the camera angles are not anywhere near right. and I'm the sure performers. He, although Neil is a fan of film. Oh, yeah. So he understands he's that still, they have you, to be there. He still uses, like, interesting right. angles. Yeah. Like, there's, there's certain times where it's like, why are... All of a sudden, we're in the fucking rafters. Uh, yeah. When I say we, I mean like the the viewer. Yeah, or all of a sudden, we're behind. Yeah, yeah, we're behind right. the production, and we can you know, see. And, yeah, he, and you can he, see the he, crowd, yeah, but the, from behind the Because I'm pretty stuff. sure Neil edited this. Himself. He did. He yeah. has editing yeah. credit on so this. So yeah. it's it. You can tell that he was very particular about the shots. He's but well, they were not. Yeah. There was no cameras on stage. No, and you can tell. Yeah, there was no camera track in the right. front of the stage or yeah, anything like that. There, you know, like Martin Scorsese had with the Last Waltz. You know, he had cameras right there at the edge of the stage. You know, I'm sure Neil was like, I don't need that in here. Just keep them out. But, you know, let's talk. Let's talk about the Jawas. They start. Yeah. Do you think they're just he hired little people? No, no, no. They're they're the actual crew. They're they're the actual crew. There's a few small people. And those are the kids of like like the kids of like Elliot Roberts and like people that he works with, that he had come out there and just run around and dressed dressed like Jawas too. Yeah. There's a bunch of like that whole, that whole entourage. They're all dressed up. And when he proposed this to the crew, they were like, fuck this. 
Our job's already fucking hard. It's already hard enough working for Neil Young. Now we got to wear a fucking robe and have these lights around our eyes, and we got to do all the same shit we have to do, like tune mm-hmm. guitars and run cables and shit and well, rigging. Oh, and it's half. like, really? What the fuck? But you know what? Uh, from what I read in Shaky, after a while, they kind of thought it was fun. Yeah, and no, it, kind of, yeah. it almost makes it like... Now it's not weird to have a guy. It's like, oh, it's part of the show. There's like this funny creature coming out. Yeah, and, it's and they're like all just jumping around. Yeah. I think the, that, one of the ones jumping around dancing during, fuck, I don't remember. Towards the end, one of the, that's yeah, Peggy. I love the dancing. One of them's Peggy. I love the dancing yeah. Jawas behind the amps. Yes. Well, the you ones know? that come out on stage. Right. That one's one of them is Peggy. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I just love how like they're hanging out back there and they're yeah, kind of yeah. like they're, they're dancing like, around, around and shit. I love yeah. that shit. Those shots are great. But let's talk about the Jawas as road crew because are are, are we all familiar with with Star Wars? Because yeah, I know yes. people who's never who've never seen yeah, Star Wars. I, I'm not. Okay. Really, all right. I'll play along. Okay. <laughs> great. All right. Well, Jawas are kind of like um, they're scavengers mm-hmm. on this planet, Tatooine. So. Uh, I think they are the perfect metaphor for a road crew because if you think about a road crew, right, they're, they kind of do that. They're scavengers. They trade things, right? They fix things. They, they jimmy things. They Mickey Mouse things up so they run. Sure. Right? And they're very much, and they're tough little bastards when they get in a fight, as we all saw in The Mandalorian, right, of course. Yes. Um, so... To me, they I are have, the per- I have spoken. They have, yeah, it, it is the way. Um, so they are, to me, they would make the perfect road crew. And I think maybe. Yeah, but they would steal all your gear. Uh, not if Jawas you. Jawas would. Not if you paid them. I guess if you true. paid them, they'd follow you anywhere. Uh-huh. And maybe, as we learned in The Mandalorian, <laughs> if you got them the <laughs> egg, the, the sacred egg that had the psychedelic yolk in it, they'd follow you anywhere. Uh, a controversial opinion. The Mandalorian sucked. Oh, it was boring as shit. I'm a Trekkie, but I love Star Wars, but I thought the Mandalorian was done well. You're a Trekkie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll take Trek over Star Wars. Oh, all right. Well, then I won't slap your big red belly. All right. Russ doesn't like that. I'm sure. No, I'm I'm a Star Wars guy. But I think because Neil loves Star Wars. Neil was a huge fan of that. That first Star Wars movie. And that's probably why he had the Jawas out there. And that's probably why he had them. The road crew, because they would be the perfect road crew. Yeah. And they drive that big fucking thing that's like a bus, yeah. you know, and they're all fucking in there and they're partying and they're and they're fucking trading that, and that gambling. That big golden and eagle shit. looking thing, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to me, that's a perfect. I thought that was a perfect thing to do was make the road crew Jawas. Oh, for sure, because they'd be perfect road crew. Nick, has you're a, chomping at the bit over there, Nick. I just, I just thought it was funny how he prefaced his like very important Star Wars opinion with "I'm a Trekkie," but. Well, I don't I want people. Don't... To, I don't want people to think I'm really into Star Wars because Star Wars is fantasy, and Star Trek is reality. A hundred percent agree. Okay, You're an idiot. All right, hundred percent agree. Get down with that. And I can get down with that for sure. But I just thought oh, really, was... what are you doing right now, Russ? I'm snapping my girlfriend. Right. So you're you're on your your what some would call a tricorder. Right? Oh, my God. He right? really is a trick. So your iPhone can give you the weather, atmospheric conditions. It could show you the, the formation and the, uh, the depression and the rivers and the waterways of the planet, just like a tricorder can when you land on an M-class planet when you're transported down from a starship. I stopped listening a long time ago. <laughs> no, no my, he, doesn't like, he doesn't like anything that has to do with space that has to, is based in reality. He likes them to f- 
fight with light swords. Oh, that's, and, that's and believe in some kind of invisible yeah. force. Yeah, the force. Force that surrounds also, you. Also, the, Je- the Jedi is this all-powerful, all-knowing thing. Yeah. And then, like... The it's easier. Emperor snaps okay, so, his fingers so now, and it's easier to die. believe in something so you, when you okay, can't listen, see it. Hey, right. shut the fuck up. Oh, right. oh, oh now we got it. Okay, the so stormtrooper so, speaks. So we 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 barely like we barely pick on Dylan a little bit and we get shit for that. You guys are full out like criticizing to the fucking core one of the greatest fantasy films that revolutionized a fucking generation. We didn't say anything about the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> And you think we're not going to get shit for this? Listen. I'm making my stance Excuse me. very from, clear. Shit from Star Wars fans? That's like a three-year-old saying you're fat. <laughs> you okay. have to give shit like- as a Star Wars fan. That's like It's part of the initiation. Like, Yeah, really. Star Wars fans are the most That's the only thing giving. Star Wars fans and Trekkies have in common is that they were both shoved into lockers. In, I'm pretty sure that's why old Georgie sold it all. Is because he just hated all the fans. I'm not saying I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> no. I love Star Wars. Oh, you're probably right. But I'm pretty sure that's why he gave it to Disney. He I was actually, like, I'm, yeah. I'm I done. obviously do enjoy Star Wars. I'm just saying, if I had to pick one, I would go Trek over Absolutely. Star Wars. That's right, brother. It just reminds me, whenever I think of Star Trek, I think of this one like 30-second video I saw where people were just doing dumb skits with Star Trek. And one of them was, they were like on a planet, and the guy mm-hmm. goes... Beam us aboard, and they just drop a two by six on their heads, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <Isn't that> Spaceballs, <laughs> probably. That I don't was, know. That's pretty fucking funny. Guys. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> great. That's good. <laughs> just, um, oh man, you know who else I love besides the Jawas was the guys he had dressed as like popes or emperors. no? You know They're who those wizards? They're sound no, wizards. No, you know who that's they? That's what I saw. They were coneheads. What? Do you know what Coneheads are? They were Dan yeah, Aykroyd from, from right. SNL. Right. I just rewatched this. Now, think of the year this Se- was. 78? 78. Saturday Night Live just started. Coneheads just started kicking in. And you know, Neil hmm. has a sense of humor. I bet he loved Saturday Night Live. That's so ridiculous if that's no, true. No, because if you watch the credits, it says, it says wizards. It's, well, he probably couldn't use Coneheads. It says sound wizards. I don't See, think, the, I think the point is, I think they're Coneheads. I don't... I, what just happened? Are we still going? Oh. Yeah. yeah that was slim. Oh, okay. There was water on the cord. I got scared. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not water. That's whiskey. <laughs> it's not mine. I'm over here. Whiskey on the cord. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, I, I thought they were cone heads. I don't think they're it cone heads. It says in the credits no? that they're wizards. Well, see, I, I thought that because they look, couldn't, they have, they like, couldn't use the word cone If you heads. look, they have stars and moons and shit on the It's robes. a topical inference. I, I, that's yeah, I, much like I, the Star that's Wars That's fine, thing. but yeah. he's a fucking Trekkie, so... <laughs> Uh-oh. No, oh, I'm sorry. My life is based in reality. <laughs> so he's... And not, I, don't, I don't base my life so on something. Oh, God. Everything he says is boring and insignificant. No. It's boring and insignificant because you can't handle reality. (laughs) I love this. God, I love this. Meme about this. (laughs) Yeah, I want a fedora on the Enterprise. She's got the laptop closed. Like like what? No, put a fedora on the Death Star. Okay. All right. No, that's good. I like that. (laughs) And be fair, you know, put one on Data as well. No, don't use Data. Fine, put one on. As a person who hasn't really on watched either of these things, I don't know what that means. I know what the Death Star is. I know less about Star Trek. I've seen episode four of Star Wars. That's it. What? Well, she got the episode right, though. That's the only good one. I mean, that's, you know that much. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that that's is I think you're hiding something. 
I'm really not. No, there's I think not much she, in there. No. You name important movies. She hasn't seen them. Go ahead. The Godfather. No. Nope. What? No. Hell have no. You, have you at least seen Goodfellas? No. Nope. Back to the Future. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I don't so even. You think don't she, even know have who you I seen, am. Like, the Brave Little Toaster. Anything? No. See. I what don't. Have I, you seen? Besides the last waltz, she can't say that's that either. It. That's the only movie I've ever seen. Well, you know what though? You know what? That's not bad then. That's if that's the only movie fine, you've ever yeah. seen, if that's I had pretty to pick fucking one, good. It would man. be that or like Pirate Radio or Tommy Boy. Oh, she okay. really All likes right. Pirate Radio. As long radio, as you've seen Tommy Boy, movie. yeah, I to- do love yeah. You Tommy know what? Boy. If you've only seen Last Waltz and Tommy Boy, I think you're okay. Tommy hungry. You know, Chris Farley was like wingy. You know, some chicken was... wings would really hit the spot right now. You know, oh, fuck. Nick, go get us some And chicken. I stroke it. And I love it. Okay. All right. All right. We got we to stay on target because, uh, and that's a line from Star Wars, because uh, Luke is going to pass out from all the opioids and the whiskey. <laughs> what's with, like, the hit, what's with him hiding the flowers under the tarp and all that shit? Remember that? In, 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 yeah. Well, that was a sleeping in this bag. movie, yeah. So that's yeah. the whole oh, child thing. Bag. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So in the movie... He comes out, they unpack him with all the equipment. And right. he's like, they lift the road cases off the amps and he's under there. Yeah. And he gets up and he's singing. And he's like, you know, when I get big, I'm going to get an electric guitar. I'm going to get so, an electric guitar. And that kind of goes along when with I get the, real big. Yeah, when I get real big. So that, to me. More than five inches. My th- more than five and a half. <laughs> like five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. I'm sorry. To <laughs> me, Average. that goes, this theory I have is that this is his, his travel log. Live Rust okay. and Rust Never Sleep is his travelogue. So he starts with Sugar Mountain, which is a song not only early from his career, but it's about being a young child, about looking back and how things were more fun and simple, which is a common theme in his music. Yeah. And then he goes to what? I Am a Child. Right I am a child. Which is and, great. Too. And then he goes into Sounds Comes great. a Time, where it's like, okay, well, there comes a time where you got to be responsible. You got to pick that baby right up off the ground, and you got to do this. And then he goes in the movie. Out of Luke's driveway. Well, that's you're talking about the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, the right I now. In the album, he doesn't really do the when I'm big thing until like after after the Gold Rush, right? Yeah, 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 album. yeah. Right, but I'm just saying that's like the acoustic part of the album in the movie is like him becoming Neil Young. That's like him yeah, as gotcha. a, when he's super young. You know, he just quit Buffalo Springfield. And he's going into all this stuff. And then he goes into Thrasher and he's talking about, you know, that's about yeah. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And then from there, he goes into, you know, after the gold rush. After the gold rush, then Thrasher, then my, my, hey, hey, out of right. the blue. And he starts doing that. He like wets his harp. He's like wetting I his harp. Right. He's like yeah. dipping it in a big bowl. Well, that's a common huge thing. thing of water. Yeah. I mean, uh, does Babe do that? No. no. He probably should. Babe, he'll, he does he'll the like, slap. He slaps on the knee. Like he'll slap okay. his harp on his to knee. Get, to get the moisture out. Yeah. But he doesn't like lubricate it in no. any way. Yeah. Real fun if you're ever, uh, you guys are playing with him, so you're never at a show where he's playing. But what's real fun to do is if you accuse him publicly that he doesn't need to slap his harmonica on his leg. He gets Because really I mad. did that once Don't and he got so flustered he couldn't respond. Don't and do that. I'm still That's proud of it. You're going to ruin the show. Gonna, he's um, not going to be able to go on stage. Can I have a, a Luke moment similar to my moment in the song Harvest here? Yes. Oh, bo- um, oh God, really? We're going to talk about semen? The song I Am a Child. All right, get ready to put a fedora on some semen. <laughs> there's a, there's a I line. I did that. Where he, I, I believe the actual line is rough up my hair. Yeah. But it sounds like he's saying butt fuck my hair. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I, I'm not tracking that. Were you an no. altar boy? <laughs> no, that's not what it sounds like. 
It do, I never got that out of that. Can we cue it all. up? Do you no, I I agreed with the other cum thing, but I don't get this one. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, yeah. The other that yeah, was obvious. Yeah. That's just him on painkillers no, and whiskey. The I'm guy's pretty got a sure problem. he enunciates that pretty well. I don't agree with that. Yeah, he says it right there. All right. In my smile. No. I really, no. I'm sorry. It does not, no, really it doesn't sound like that, that at all. No, You're just, just obsessed with semen. Up. You just have this thing. There's a whole Pornhub channel for it. I'm just saying. That's what I. It, it caught me off guard when I first heard. We're it. spending saying, time on that. Russ. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop <laughs> shitting on Dylan. Fine. All right. It was just an opinion I had. I, it sounded. That's what it sounded like. I know that's not what he says, but that's what it sounded like to me. All right. <laughs> Is that sunburn? It's getting dangerous. Yeah, right. No, no, because I wasn't sunburned during all the other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that was your chance. To, you blew it. You could have um, been sunburned. No, I, I love the whole intro where he it's just I love him that. and the guitar. I love the way he moves. He does this like he like does this like bow and dip sort of a thing. And yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love like he, hearing the like clips and clops. Well, that's the thing. I think they mic the stage, mm-hmm. yeah, so you yeah. can hear them scurrying around, yeah. and then him and the band like walking backstage and walking around, and mm-hmm. like because it's part of that whole. Neil likes to pull the curtain aside and show you a little bit of what's going on back there to make it well, to seem like he makes it more speaking real. Speaking of that, that too, he forgets the lyrics to it's Thrasher. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I love that he like just leaves that he in. Just leaves it in, right? Because I'm sure there's a hundred shows where he could have kept the one where he got right. it right. But right. that's that's kind of like tonight's the night. It's like we're yeah. just gonna go with it. Yeah, I love you it. know. And that's like we're gonna start filming at the beginning of the show, and we're not gonna stop until the very end. And that's how I'm gonna end. And just it. like some of these camera angles he chooses, like the one of uh, he, they like zoom in on the stage eye, like leaving his guitar mm-hmm. and stuff. It just like the choices he makes are so interesting. Well, the the beginning, he's he's very childlike he's mm-hmm. got the sleeping bag everything's really big he's got that giant harmonica he wakes up on an amp right he, he's like he's sleeping amp. on a huge amp yeah. you know but he's like looking around and he's like oh a new world and everything like that what do you what do you guys make of because i have a theory about the oversized gear the microphone the amps everything i got i don't know why i think it's because he feels like it's all gotten bigger than him mm-hmm it's all become bigger, and it, it not just him, but in that business, all this stuff Which becomes. Makes sense when he says, when becomes, I get real big. When I get real big, yeah. right? And so with everything, the gear, yeah. the touring, the business, all just gets bigger than you. And you kind of like, you got to wrangle that in. If you don't, you're going to end up like um, Dylan. No, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm not shitting on Dylan. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, you know, you're, or are you going to lose control? Yeah. You know, and you, you're going to do something like make landing on water. So, <laughs> oh my God. you know, it's like, he does, so it's not long after this that he makes landing on water. I think I, I, you know, I love that. If that's true, I love that whole thing. It's like all this stuff is bigger than than me because I'm just a guy who writes songs and I love playing them. But the business itself makes this all bigger than it really should be. I sometimes the more research we've done on Neil, the more I think that. There was some of that maybe like subconsciously, but I think there's a a big part of him that's just like, you know what would be fucking cool is these huge amps. Like four of them 
And then with covers that you have to have a like a crane lift right. off, and then I'm just in one of those right. motherfuckers. And also, we're gonna have Jawas, and right. they're gonna pull me off the stage in a sleeping bag. And right. then we're gonna have weird announcements, right? Like, and just, then I'm I'm gonna have like a giant tuning fork when the band yes. has to tune up. <clears throat> it'll tell the crowd we're tuning that. up, I and I'll have a Jawa shit. come out, and, and then can I love, barely hold. I love it. when Frank goes to play the fucking organ and shit, and it comes down with the wings. Oh, you know and what that is? Titty bird. That, that, right, that's the titty bird organ. Yeah. That's the danger bird synthesizer. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's yeah. like it's. Yeah, you know, first I, I thought it was like an angel thing because I didn't too, see the bird yeah. face, and then you see the bird, and did I was like, oh my danger? god. I mean, obviously not on no. the recorded thing, but did they play it on that tour? I wonder. I don't know. I don't think so. It doesn't say it on the inside. Right. I know we're jumping around here now, but I also love the way that's he like looks at the audience for the acoustic. Uh, Hey, hey, he, he just kind of gives them this look. Yeah, he's like looking at them. Yeah, yeah. Because that song, they've never heard that song yeah. before. So he's like oh, yeah. trying to make contact with them going, these and are the words, listen like, to the words. Yeah. You he's know? so comfortable. Well, he, the guy's been doing it for well over like, 10 years Yeah, but he's point. also acting, you know. But um, then, yeah, then he goes to sleep. And then after that, we go to the Woodstock, the brown acid right. shit. And... Uh, yeah, the, all the, the announcements. Guys in the white coats come out. Well, one of those guys, that's David Briggs, and one of the other guys is Tim Mulligan. I know L.A. Johnson is one of the, uh, yeah. the, the uh, road eyes, too. He does the one, that, the fan at the end. Oh, okay. That's L.A. Johnson. Well, da- David Briggs is, I think his character is called Dr. Sound. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he's walking around checking the mics and things like that. And they have that big red light they keep showing mm-hmm. on the side of the stage. And I think that signifies when the show is over because yeah. that's the power switch. So when the red light's out, that means everything's shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, that tells the audience, you know. And do you, do you guys, I don't know if you guys remember that. I remember when I first started going to concerts, encores could, like, go on. Depends mm-hmm. on the You know, now encores seem to be, like, a set thing. They come out for one, maybe two, with most live performances. I think most shows I've been to, if there's an encore at all, it's one or two songs. Right. Tops. And that's probably yeah. because it's, like, a union thing. Or a curfew yeah. thing. A lot of places have like curfews and stuff. Yeah, it yeah. kind of sucks. But yeah. like Bank of New Hampshire up in New, Ham- obviously New Hampshire, but that Whoa. pavilion. I, what did we hear? If they went past, it was like eleven o'clock. It was they got fined like ten thousand dollars a minute. Yeah, or it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, like it's that. crazy like that because yeah. the different towns have right. noise ordinances. But then there's also just like, I don't know. I remember like, and obviously we're not even on any kind of level as this, but we. We would play. We played this thing called Verge Fest once, and the sound guy. It was just like a festival we put on, and a bunch of people came out. We had a stage. We hired a sound guy, and the sound guy like out. We we came out for an encore, and we played a song, and we were gonna go into another one, and then he just shut it off, and he just started unpacking his shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a union thing. Yeah. I saw that or happen. This guy's definitely not, we're not in a union. Oh, really? No. Okay. Because we were paying him. Because I, I saw that with the um, the uh, Boston Pops. I was at a rehearsal. Warren Haynes did a Grateful Dead thing with them. Okay. And I got to go into the rehearsal. And then right at a certain time, like they were in the middle of a song. And everybody just stopped and got up and walked off the stage. And so afterwards, I was talking to Warren Haynes. I was like, did something happen there where everybody just like stopped? He goes, oh, that's a union rule. They have to stop at like... 435 exactly weird and then they get a certain amount of time as a break so at 435 if you're in the union 
you you have to stop playing no matter where you what are. What union? Like a It's a musicians union of some, huh. some It doesn't kind. really matter what the union is either. The weird thing with unions is they work really hard to get you rules and yeah. if you don't follow them they right. lose the privilege to right. have those rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if no, you don't totally. Yeah, so if you don't get up and walk away Yeah, they get then really mad at you. I'm very so, yeah. pro union. I'm just I would, I'm just curious. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. That's just why they would do something like that. Because, I mean, obviously, a few of those dudes probably enjoyed what they were doing at Listen, that Teamster moment. Nick, all right? Yeah. We're all on your side over here. Jesus right? Christ, don't cut off my thumbs. Yeah, seriously. What the ah, fuck, Hoffa? <laughs> I love watching... I love watching... You can tell my dad was in one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love watching Billy in this movie. In the, in the yeah, film. Billy's it, great to watch, man. Billy in, Talbot, in the words he, he's of a, playing the bass and shit. In the words of a former bandmate of Neil Young, Rick James... Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, and there's one point, it's near the end, where he's just walking around in circles, like shaking yeah. his head. Yeah. And it's like, he, he looks like, I it, was an, that, it was on an encore. Is, so it is, may is have been. Is Billy the one in the jersey or in that's the Leonard Skinner shirt? The oh, one yeah, in the yeah. jersey is Frank. That's right. But yeah. I wrote that he kind of looks like a, a Clydesdale bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> a Clydesdale bobblehead? Yeah. Like he's, clo- he's like, he's galloping. Yeah. Okay, but he's yeah. also like, He's, his, his head, head is shaking, going right, you know, because he's fucking snorted a fucking. There's a meme. Ounce. There's a meme for you. I did, no, I saw Slyn's eyes. She's like, "There's a meme, but how the fuck how am the I gonna fuck do I don't even know what that would look like. Bobble bobble like I don't know if I have. That's where you're the artist. That. Can you put Probably a f- like the Dwight bobblehead? Can you can you put a fedora yeah. on an eight ball of cocaine? <laughs> I can do that. Okay, right. maybe just do that for Billy. Tom. <laughs> All right. All right. That's. I, mean, I like the, the really for good measure. We should have done that already anyway. <laughs> I I love um, meal, man. yeah. Billy's wearing a Skinner shirt actually. Is he really? Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty sick. See, that's so that we whole, didn't talk about Neil's uh, get up too, which is great with the fucking the one the, suspender, the, the one yeah. suspender. Yeah. And, maybe he was trying to avoid camel toe. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Aren't we all? He looks like he got kicked out of a casting call for a Clockwork Orange. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is that some kind of Clockwork Orange connection? Because, you know, that movie was what? Like maybe... I don't even know. Nine years old at that time? No, it, already? Really? It was like early 70s, right? Was it? Yeah. I'm not quite I sure. Know. I don't know. If you said ultraviolence to Neil Young at the time, he'd probably like hiss at you, yeah. right? <laughs> Did you say ultraviolence? <laughs> I love them damn things. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I thought he was what do they call them? Droogies in the I movie. Yeah, I blocked yeah. most of that. Yeah, movie so out. I thought that was kind of like a take on the whole Clockwork Orange outfit, but he yeah. had the one suspender on and mm. oh, maybe he lost the other suspender. I don't know. Yeah, I, who knows. Can we talk about the Woodstock theme? Yeah, that I, fascinates yeah, me that, because I, there's some things in there that I think it helps go along with a story he's trying to tell with these shows. Hmm. And so Woodstock was, can we all agree that Woodstock was the pinnacle of the hippie dream? It's when half a million people came together and helped each other survive Mm. and celebrated that with music and that we are a separate generation from our parents. You know, we're not the ones that believe that you have to fucking get married and have a job, you know, and join a union or whatever, you know. So, but he, at the same time, he believed that the filming of Woodstock... And the selling of Woodstock compromised that dream. I at think the he's right time. to a point. I don't know. Well, the guys that put it on, I think at first wanted to make money. Yeah. Mm. But then people just just came and showed up and busted down the fences, and so they made it into this thing. They didn't even build all of the fences before they busted them down, too. That's the funny part is that they didn't finish. 
But then everybody came in and was like, well, you're not finishing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to walk in. They're like, oh, you're coming in. Oh, oh, it's a free show. And this is, and this is like our colony. This is our dystopian, you know, whatever. And, and so I think he uses that again as his, his obsession with the death of the hippie dream. So he has Hendrix playing the Star Spangled Banner before he comes on. Yeah. And then he has all those announcements. Yeah. And stuff like that going on about the brown acid. And, no and all that stuff. And oh, the no rain thing, though, which comes later to me. Yeah, but before that, he has like a, some kind of lighting effect where it looks like fake rain. Yeah. It, well, that? I thought that was like it was like confetti or something. Yeah, I couldn't tell what yeah. that was. Was it confetti? I think so. I don't think it was real. But the rain part fascinates me because that's at that point where like the whole hippie ideal reached its peak. Like we're together. We're young we're invincible. We can do anything. Yeah. Because we're doing this right now. We're surviving without the help of anybody else in this place. And if we think really hard, maybe we can stop this rain. Now, nobody, no matter how much acid you're on, or maybe you, you do think so, that believes that, right? That's not really based in reality. What they were saying is that together we can do anything because we're doing it together. And the rain happens, and then he goes into needle, and the damage done. Oh, Which, and love, to okay. me, that yeah. is his statement of saying this is where the hippie dream ended up, because he said on numerous occasions the drugs got too heavy, yeah, and killed a lot of good people, mm-hmm. and and were part of the death of the hippie dream. The placement of that song has always been interesting to me too, because he he does this whole section of acoustic songs where. The needle and the damage done should belong, and then after he brings the band out and he get, starts getting into some songs, then he does the needle and the damage yeah. done, which is right. He could have done it with the acoustic stuff, right? But he's got the Woodstock thing, and then what? Yeah, is it? that Woodstock. The whole choices for each of those clips has to be. There's got to be a real theme with that. Yeah, it's it's because yeah. Woodstock was that that was the moment. But where, I just mean each you know, each piece that he chooses, where he starts with Jimmy, right? You know, even though Jimmy played last well the starting with jimmy was kind of a take on i think at a sporting event you stand and and you 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 take your hat off of the national anthem so it was kind of like that went into a day in the life after that as well. right well that was that was kind of part of what that show was about this is the day in the life on the road yeah with these people but he also had the jawas putting up that microphone and mimicking raising the flag at right, Iwo Jima, right. yeah, yeah. which yeah, I thought yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. And he did that during the Weld Tour too. Oh, okay. He had the Jawas come out, put that up, but it was during the the first Gulf War, and he had a yellow ribbon tied on the mic. Hmm. So that's that's another statement in itself. Was like, we're this is our, you know, this is our, we're starting this off, you know, like a sporting event almost. Yeah, you know, we're we're gonna pay our tribute, and then we're gonna go on. You know, I will say there are versions of songs on this that I like more than the studio versions he put out. I wrote that same thing down in my notes. I thought that several times. What songs? Well, did yeah. You what put? songs did you put specifically? Well, some of them were just like good in a different way, but not necessarily, I would say better. There okay. were some of those too, but, uh, let's see. Cause I totally agree. There are versions on here, you know, and this is one of the first Neil albums. I, bu- I actually got this on cassette. Wave of the Future. This is the Love best the version of Like a Hurricane, I think. Like a Hurricane for sure. 
That was uh, the I first also, yeah. one that caught my I eye. I also put Comes a Time. Mm. Yes, I prefer this version of Comes a Time. Yeah. Wait, it's, it's night and day Are you talking me. about yeah. record or movie? Or Both. Both. Yeah, yeah just matter. the live Can version. I, play, I want me to play a little yeah, bit? Yeah, play of? a little bit of Comes a Time. Just immediately. You guys don't miss that fiddle? Not even a teeny bit. Don't do say it because then Mike's gonna get to go into another lemonade commercial diet. No, I was I gonna do, say. I do love the fiddle, but as a whole, this version is better. Yeah, way, way better. better, way better. Jinx. And people knew this song. Yeah. This was a, yeah. Think about it. How old was this song? <laughs> a couple years. Yeah, a couple years old. It was yeah. a fairly new tune. Yeah, I know. This is, this is a big one for me. It doesn't have the Cracker Barrel breakdown in the middle. No. And that's why, because I thought that was that ruined that. To me, that, that just makes that song less. I, lo- I like the song a hundred times yeah, more than the it's way better. Version. Also, and this more leans towards the DVD, but when they come out and the first thing they do is When You Dance... Oh, it's like, so good. And you just see them kind of circle up and mm-hmm. just fucking Well, and I'm pretty sure it, it goes to like an overhead shot like right away too yeah. where it's just yeah. all of a sudden you see Crazy Horse and then all of a sudden you're in the rafters and then you just see oh, like so this good. far away shot. Yeah. And then drummer nerd stuff. I love, uh, I, I fucking, I love the kit that Ralph is playing. It's like a, a see-through Ludwig. It's like this mm-hmm. transparent. It's, He's always had way more... Than really what he play in my yeah. opinion, way more than what he needs what on he stage. Needs, yeah. He always has these big <clears throat> industrial looking, like the latest kit, yeah. up, and it may have something to do with endorsement, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But for what he plays, you know, he's like he's just basically he's like keeping it solid. He's an yeah. anchor. He's not using like, you know, everything on his kit, right? Mm. You know, which isn't really a criticism. It always seems like he's got a, a more than he needs on stage. Yeah. yeah. Then there's uh, Neil. <laughs> what what capos did they have at the time? Do you remember that part in the scene where he's got that ridiculous crank capo, no, and he looks that. like he's fucking using a wrench? Yeah, he's yeah he was wrangling remember. the guitar. Yeah, that there. capo yeah. was like insane. Yeah. I didn't look up the history of the capo, but I'm sure they had a. They must have had an easier one. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have it. Maybe it was something he made in conjunction <laughs> Probably, with the yeah. Lionel Train Model Train <laughs> yeah. Company. I want to make a capo that's kind of like a caboose, <laughs> and then you got a crank on the end yeah. for when you know you're you're hooking up to the back of the train. I love. I like a lot of love in this too. Well, again, yeah, you can lo- see the sweat more. dripping off of his nose. That's a too. good version of this song, though. And yes, that that's an not excellent version. Favorite. And I believe that came after Needle because that was it was yeah. after the hippie dream is dead. They needed some yeah. healing, mm-hmm. and so lot it's got to take a lot of love to make things right. Yeah, and they sing it very. It's a like his version as opposed to the Nicolette Larson version. Very gentle, almost like he's singing to kids. Yeah, to, in my opinion, to youngsters. Yes, to youngsters, Russ. Exactly. Very Singing good. Us. Yes. Um, to little David Briggs Shoe, wherever he may be. Speaking of youngsters. To little Dan Moshpit. We're, uh, <laughs> we're a little over an hour here, so I think we should take an ad break. Okay. One of our favorite youngsters has once again emailed right. me. We do have sponsors. Or ad. a sponsor. Okay. Hey, yo, Jimmy, wh- what are we going to do with all this scrap metal? It looks like it's nothing but just busted up nails, so I guess we just throw them away. Oh, hey there, fellas. I couldn't help but overhearing your conversation right there. 
Uh, who the hell are you and where did you come from? Oh, well, the name's Nails. Nails Lofgren from Nails Emporium. And I thought you might want to know before you throw away those perfectly good busted up nails that if you bring them down to my store at Nails Emporium, I'm the only store around that's that has the guaranteed trade them in, buy them back guarantee. So you bring all your busted up old nails and I'll trade them in, nail for nail, guaranteed. <laughs> or if you don't want nails, I'll just buy them back from you. So bring on your garbage nails and I'll take them off your hands for you. That's the Nails Lofgren guarantee. N-A-I-L-S. <laughs> oh my what God. What the fuck was that? He's got a jingle. He's okay, got a listen. That's fucking listen. awesome. He's he has got, been, you can tell, you can tell that he grew up in fucking New England with all these, he, the, that's a, that was a re, that was like a better than most commercials around here. That was, uh, that was a real commercial. That was some straight up like Jordan's furniture. Type yeah. Oh my God. That yeah. was like so, Bernie wh- and Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know? building 19. When he first sent me that and I was like, this is fine. And then when he did that jingle at the end, I oh, swear to God, I that's listened that's to gold. it like 35 times. I kind of want to hear should, that jingle. You should again, isolate dude. that. Just that yeah, jingle. That you got to isolate that jingle. That oh, my God. Hey, yo, Jimmy, that's, what, what are we going to do with all this What's great is the background metal. music, too. It's kind of like... Wow, he sounded a lot like Kermit the Frog. Stab right the I'll take them off your hands for you. That's the Nails Lofgren guarantee. N-A-I-L-S. Nails. Oh my God! <laughs> Just that stab at the awesome. Me, this always gives me such like real fake doors vibes. <laughs> yeah. Rick and Morty. Real fake yeah. Doors. Uh, that really got me. That shit. Well, is, thanks to our sponsor. Good. So, yeah. what happened to uh, what was his old log- his old slogan? He's just switching. If you it up. can't nail it, we sure can, or yeah. something yeah. like that. He's got a new jingle. He's yeah. he's adjusted with N-A-I-L. the times. For us. Well, we and had a great time at uh, at Carna Nails. That's, that's, that's right, why last, we we yeah. didn't have we took a break last week because we attended Carna Nails, and I have to say it was shut down by the time I got there. I don't know if you guys were able to ride any well, rides. Well, that's because somebody choked on the funnel cake filled with nails. Yeah. <laughs> I was really disappointed. Well, you know, I didn't get to ride the Ferris nail. Yeah. I mean, I it's the, uncomfortable. The, it was uncomfortable, but you know, I did the T nails. Oh, really? So was think, that fun? Do you think that they have they a corkscrew, or is that not? Oh, no, that's definitely. Not are we talking allowed. about Nailem Park right now? Nailem <laughs> 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 Park. Gosh, I've, it's <laughs> gonna make uh, it's gonna make one listener laugh, and it'll, it'll be. And it's I don't care. That was very funny, topical. man. It'll be Josh awesome. Dolan. Thank you, Mike. That was funny. Yeah, it'll be Josh Dolan. Oh, Chris Tart will love that. The one thing Josh. That Josh soundboard going, by the way. You want some more, Josh? Okay, Josh. I Josh Dolan is a guy I used to work with at WAF, and we do a podcast together called the breaking the ice podcast and he has several I need to go to the doctor yeah he has several issues mental and physical i don't have any new ones so. that's a millennial quote though i need to go to the doctors because they can't afford to i told you i didn't want a podcast this week because my brain is fried josh has a lot of problems that's what yeah. luke said today that's my body my is body fried, is fried. <laughs> I'm a fucking Rhode Island red snapper. You guys were totally wrong, and I hope you die in a car accident. Oh. <laughs> I'm a hairy middle-aged man. Come on in my van. <laughs> <laughs> hey, youngsters. That's hey, great. I got five and a half inches of Neil in the van. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> All right, we got to get through this. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Luke's going to pass out. This intro to like a hurricane. Mm. 
I fucking love this version of Love Guardian. And I love the version on Cortez. But this, to me, I don't know. I'm talking over it. Sorry. <laughs> Ricky Harvey's going to be very angry. I, I can't handle how good this is. Just play it. Ugh. This is where Frank plays the uh, the uh, the titty bird organ. Titty board, I love yeah. that how it's floating. It's not on a stand. It's floating in, yeah. in midair, and he's playing the synthesizer. Oh man! I also love in this song. I don't know. We're we we really jumped ahead here. But well, no, I'm just kind of jumping around oh, here. Okay. For this then one. I love that Neil puts his hand on Billy's shoulder. And pushes him away. Yeah, but then he like does a bass solo, and then uh, oh shit, what is it? Yeah, and then it, it, then he has that fucking killer solo right after that. Too. Yeah, yeah. The and end, his, the his last hair, solo. That's on when here. the fans going on. Well, they they I think they slowly that's part cranked of the hurricane. Up, yeah, the they slowly cranked thing, up yeah. the fans as the song went yeah, that, on. That would so be it LA got Johnson. windier and windier. Yeah. I think he pushed Billy away because. His breath probably was rank from those fucking piles of cocaine yeah. he was doing <laughs> backstage. And it just smelled like fucking, you know, a just empty dumpster or something. And, and I'm just speculating. smell breath after doing so much cocaine, you probably right. really don't well, it want enhances it to be bad. It, right. it enhances yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. We skipped yeah. right over the Rust Division stuff, too. Well, I'm just, oh, I'm yeah. just bouncing around, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about the Rust Division stuff because that was that was hilarious. I don't even. I, I tried looking up who that guy was that they had I don't come know, out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tried finding out his name. I looked in up, the like, credits. It and, probably says it, but I was paying attention to like the ro- names of the Road Eyes and the and the Wizards. Is but, it in the album as well, or just the? It might be in the rolling credits on on the actual DVD. You but, no, you'd have to. All right. No. But I thought that was hilarious how they they called them. Rustovision. They're basically and then he's 3D like, oh, glasses. We're gonna watch Neil Young and Crazy Horse Rust. Actually, on Rust stage. on yeah. stage. Yeah, and then there's like that cool camera shit with that's like the first time you see the crowd, and they've all got the 3D glasses, and then you zoom out. There's like that crazy zoom out for yeah. sedan delivery. Yeah, which is amazing. Oh, it's so good. The band yeah, is so good on that. This is where man. I found out that Neil was the one that does the uh, hard to find, hard to find a job. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was Dan Moshpit. It was. Yeah. It was. That, no, that was Dan Moshpit's that's, that's main also influence the, in that, life. The the the, uh, the fucking drum kit in lights shows up overhead for like one song. Yeah, for one song. So what what was the deal with that? Which song? I don't was know. It? I think so it Dan, was delivery. Dan delivery. So they showed the, the like the the blinking lights and it was in the shape of like a giant kick drum and a snare and there's like a, a lot symbol. of shit going on in this song because that then you can also see someone with the glasses and, and they're in a wheelchair. Did you just see that? Oh, yeah. Being pushed around back. And they pushed them out at the end, too. They came out on stage at the end. When was Andy Kaufman popular? This was the the time. time. I wonder if Neil is just having some Andy Kaufman moments where he's like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we did it for one song and just made people wonder why? Right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, probably. Exactly. There could be some deep fucking time traveling vampire Neil reason. Which I mean, I would probably do something like that, though. Let's just do it to mess with people. Yeah. Right? Like, why... Yeah, it's kind of fun. Do you like the um, version of Sedan Delivery on Live Rust or on Rust Never Sleeps? I don't know if I noticed a difference, if I'm being honest. I prefer the live version. Absolutely. This one? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So They feel the same. They feel kind of the same, but... 
I mean, the essence of that, that, that song's pretty punky for what it is. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like there's not an emphasis on the way it's played. Right. You know? I, I was super excited when you guys brought up how fucking punk rock that song is. Because I thought that, like, before listening to the last episode. Yeah. And it's, it, it is. It's, and it's, it's kind of not out of nowhere, but it's definitely his, like, guess what? I'm into this shit. I'm shaking off the rust oh, yeah. with this. Yeah. It's and weird because, like, the way that it goes between being very punk rock into the very, like, slowed down, yeah. psychedelic, like, yeah. almost Pink Floyd-esque yeah. type, like, Careful. things in there. And it just, like, <laughs> it, it just nails goes a, nails back and forth, like, over and over again. And if it was either one of those things for the whole song, you'd get sick of it. Right, yeah. Yeah, but because it gives you like a little taste, and then it goes. Right. And yeah, it goes it's the back. Con- it's the contrast, and it kind of complements each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I it's... love how like the band is just like, just so tight, and they just have their heads down, and they're just playing as hard as they can. Yeah. And I remember um, Poncho saying that they were going to play the shit out of uh, "Hey Hey My My" because they saw the Devo version that yes. fucked up video. Yes. And he said. That just made us play harder. And I'm, I was wondering, like, if in the back of their minds, Crazy Horse was thinking, Neil's going to dump us for fucking Devo. Well, they have that weird Devo guy <laughs> come. Yeah, they had the Devo guy swing in there. <laughs> yeah, and then like he, like, he gets was, in a fight with Right, the, he was yeah. crashing the show. And I think that that's a perfect metaphor for what yeah. punk rock was at the time. So you had this, you know, what they called the crunchy granola grandpa or whatever Devo was calling him. Yeah. And, like, a Devo guy swinging into the middle of the show and causing chaos and crap basically crashing the gig yeah yeah you know which is basically what punk rock was it was like these upstarts just kind of crashing this established you know like like the eagles and fucking you know hall and oats and all that shit that was at that time all the best bands. okay but i also love that shit <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, right. you're a big true. Eagles fan. I, every I time we say something about the Eagles, I'm like, I love oh, the Eagles so much, and I do think it's. I still think it's funny to make fun of them, honestly. But I do love the Eagles. I think and they have a few good songs, but the majority of it is vanilla is trash. Really just, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you like the Eagles with or without Joe Walsh? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just they, they, ah, we don't need to go down the road again. How about it after Powderfinger? They have those like C sounds. I thought that was yeah. You know cool. what? That I bet you he recorded those because then it goes into Cortez from the fucking W R Ragland or whatever because he thanks the the crew of that yacht Does in the end really? credits. Wow. Yeah, Jeez, he's he still can't shake that yacht rock thing. I mean, you know, can you? I mean, I yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. I don't know. I heard you own a pretty special Yacht Rock vinyl. Uh, well, that was a gift from a friend, and <laughs> I didn't want to like take it down to That's Entertainment and see how much they give. Probably, they probably give me a quarter. Wow, for that's it. very top. Listen, that's very. Listen, your friend niche. wouldn't have been offended if you brought your Christopher Cross vinyl. Uh, no, you know, they wouldn't have taken it from you. Probably but. not. I'm pretty sure we have an inherited Christopher Cross record. I think everyone does. Of course, we do. Yeah. Everyone has a Christopher Cross and a Pat Benatar. Oh, hey, we got a couple. Hey, <laughs> Miss we, Pat Benatar blazed a trail for I'm other not female artists. Shitting on her, I'm just all right. Saying, everyone, treat has me one. right is a fucking awesome tune. It's <laughs> important, but like those are enjoyable. The, I'm just yes, saying, yeah. But I'm, what I'm saying is, every time you go to no, any like I antique store, I'm with you guys on that one or thrift, not a it's because she was a fucking mullet '80s shithead. 
Fuck you. Everybody was a shithead in the 80s. Everybody who lived through the 80s is a shithead. Oh, what? What? Excuse me? It's the me. Come on, bud. When were you born? Not in the 80s. Yeah. It's pretty obvious, man. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Why? Because he's a good guy? No. That's also not true. Because he cares about people? That's fucking. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Social media has really made people care about people. Social I don't media. give a yeah. shit about any All right, of let, you. There we go. <laughs> she did that before Facebook, too. That's, That's how she was. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of love, is what I'm saying. That's right. It's going to take a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about Cortez, then, because mm. there's... There's some Cortez stuff here. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And that's... I know you guys aren't too happy about yeah. it. Yeah. No, every single thing about this version of the song is incredible, except for the terrible reggae thing. Thank you. I like that. See, I told you. It's you a don't perfect like the, synopsis. The end of it. The that, intro was incredible. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm a, it's I'm a perfect a... version until he tries to fucking do the reggae beat and he tries to imitate a Jamaican it singer. It just sounds like a joke, honestly. Yeah. Like it just ruins it, man. It totally ruins it. It sounds it. like he's doing it I, to be funny, and if he's not, that makes it worse. It, it just seems like what we would do as we devolve a joke into nonsense. We would just be like. Cross the water, man. Like, you know, you were just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like Paul Rudd. Yeah. Right. Slapping yeah. the bass. Looking in the mirror and doing that yeah, skit. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know why I think me and Russ like it? Because we played this song live. I like it. And that yeah. part is so it's fun. It's fun when you do it live, man. No. It's fucking fun when you play it live. This It's well, just that's ruined why you probably this version. Did it, right? Really? Yeah, because yeah. it's fun. Well, and they were all coked up. And, it was for him. And also, when they leave the stage, fucking Poncho's got a big beer in his hand. So, like, they're all, you know what I mean? I don't know. It totally ruined that. It wasn't for the audience. It didn't ruin it for me. It set it apart from the other version, and I really, I I like them both. I I like this version better, except for that. Really? Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for that, this would be wholly better. The live version is better than, than to me, uh, than the Alp, meaning the fucking Zuma version, because I want more of it, and you get plenty of it in this. No, it just ends with him saying. Oh, the, yeah, it, that's because didn't the last they don't repeat it at all. A... Yeah, they, they the sound cut out or some shit like that. But in the um, Zuma version, well, they they faded it out. Yeah, they it's only like had fades so out so in, fast. In yeah, Zuma, and, and I'm you know, like, no, I want more album. of that. I want right. to hear them repeat that right. at the end. The so. Weld version to me is is actually way better than. I don't this. know if I know that one. It's it's the guitar, his guitar playing in the Weld version so you is don't... fucking. Does he do the reggae thing at the end? No, he doesn't. So he does do that point and stare, like he points and stares out into the audience when he's like, "Here he comes," you know. So <laughs> similar, similar to the way Neil invented or highly influenced yacht rock. Do you think he influenced white reggae? White reggae? <laughs> do you think? So? Like, if it wasn't Sublime? for Neil, we wouldn't have Revolution. <laughs> you mean reggae? Hey, you know what? I'm gonna say that. <laughs> Wege. There is skanking in this movie. No, there's not. Who's, yes, there who's is. skanking in this movie? There, Are is, the Jawas skanking? Yep. One of the road eyes with like a girlish figure is skanking backstage. It's only because the Jawas never had to knock on wood. <laughs> skank eye, yeah. You, watch it again. You'll see it. I fucking... Well, there was that scene cut in Return of the Jedi where the Jawas had a ska band at the Mos Eisley's <laughs> Cantina. Real big scrap. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were, and they weren't bad. I mean, you can find it on YouTube. 
That's fun though. I like that. Yeah. That sounds great. Fuck ska. No. Wait, I got a meme. I have a meme idea. Do do do. Oh, you don't know what that is, but that the Cantina band. But as a ska band. Oh, I got you. Luke, if I you could big a don't in the kids' table, that'd be great. Because they are just play this a song that sounds exactly the same over and over again. No, that's horns. not ska. Okay, but it's And fun. someone dies in the audience. You know, what, you know what my favorite thing is? Also, definitely don't shit on John Williams because I will murder everyone I could, in this I would never room. shit on John Williams. <laughs> Well, I he wrote that shit. He's way too high up that's for Luke. Wait, he shit wrote the. On. Did he write the most? He wrote the, he wrote the Cantina yeah, band theme. The, yes. He wrote that. Then yeah, that's, 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 that's why John fuck. Williams is a fucking genius. He's a good wow. man. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm not going to shit on the guy who wrote the theme for Jurassic Park and Star Wars, but the, he can have a few but flops. He doesn't have any flops. That's don't one ska that. song he wrote for the fucking A New Hope was a flop. You don't like... Kind of a ripoff of Benny What is that? Hey, let me ask you this. What does that make you think of when you hear that? Shitty ska bands. No, it makes you takes you right to that... No, shut the fuck up. It takes you right to that scene. It puts you fucking perfectly in that scene because John Williams is a fucking genius. The only thing worse than ska is like 90s swing. Let no, me, where no oh, one cares about what you're talking about. Oh, it's not a ska band. No, it's not a ska wait, song. It's just oh, wait, like sorry, Kleenex 90 to swing. Tissue, you know, that's you ska. Sorry. Ska <laughs> to cantina <laughs> song. Thing. Oh, man. I think Scott probably sucks. like one of my favorite memes Can you big don't in the kids' table? Thanks. Is like, it's ju- it's name just three like more a screenshot ska of something, and it just says like, <laughs> okay, ska is what plays in a 13-year-old's boy, in a 13-year-old boy's brain. When he like gets extra mozzarella sticks or something. <laughs> I think I've seen that. It's true. So it like it, as, I love making fun of ska because it is stupid, but it is also fun. Name your three favorite ska songs. I guarantee you they're the same song. They are. A message yeah, to you, too. Rudy. <laughs> okay. Mirror in the bathroom. Ooh. And. Bob. No. Sorry, it's a punk band. Um, <laughs> Bob. That's not ska. <laughs> Luke's favorite is, uh, what what is it? Oh boy, fucking um. I, hope I know there's... I'm just another Judas. Won't believe a little super tones. Yeah, yeah, the super tones. And I will say, my God, I see not no, what I like you Fun see. fact: um, the basses from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones was a teacher at my school. He taught he taught some of the music majors at my school. I'd see him all the time in the hallway. I wanted to be a teacher. We met him. I met him at. I met him at Joe. He's a good dude. I met him at Greg Fest. Yeah. 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 He's yeah, the basis cool for the Boston's. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure one of the big D ki- guys came and taught there for a bit too. My school was weird. Where did he sit? I don't know. At the kids' table. The government <laughs> is potentially closing that school. Yeah. May or may not be related. And they're the band that just has one. They so just just a guy who skanks. All right. That's so his one Neil job. Neil is responsible for ska music, is what you guys are saying. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe. No, Laurel Aiken is responsible for ska music, and Toots Hibbert, God bless his soul. Oh, uh, yeah, rip. May he travel yeah, wa- well. Started out as a ska group, him and the Maytals. They did? Yeah. I didn't know Actually, that. they started out as a gospel group, and then they went into ska because huh. there was more money because he made people dance that way, and then they kind of moved their way into reggae. What with... makes something ska? Is it just a big horn It's section? the beat. da 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 you definitely have to have horns. There for sure is horns. Right. And horns, bro. 
Yeah. We're gonna, and then reggae, and reggae white dudes slow, with big jeans reggae doing slow a weird dance. I'm pretty sure Ska's tight jeans. There's no big jeans. Mm, I think it's bigger jeans. The bigger the jeans, the better the Ska. Mm, no, those aren't jeans. Those you are, hate Ska. You don't know what you're talking about. Those are slacks. And right. skinny ties. Gotta, All right, let's get back get through to this. this album. There's probably a ska podcast on the movie. Pantheon Podcast Network, and they're going to want to kill us. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck um, ska, fuck ska podcasts. Let's see. We fuck talked Luke about... Um, Jeez. Okay, so let's talk about... Let's, let's try to wrap it up here. Let's talk about near the end, right? Okay. So you can hear them. Yeah. Right? I wrote that down, Yeah, too. and that's probably because this... Tor was a pioneer of the lavalier mic. You know, he had those on his microphone holder. You know, it's yeah, what for it's his what harmonica. New, it's what news. Yeah. No, well, it was for singing too. That's yeah, how he, he could would sing, sing when he was walking yeah. around and stuff. And yeah. that's you know what the news reporters wear on their lapels and their shirts and stuff. And so this was like a, a pioneering use of those microphones. I remember and reading in Shaky, the sound guy was like, "That was a fucking pain in the ass," because at times there would be it was like on a radio. It was on a radio wave. So at times there would be like an airport or a police <laughs> fucking radio coming. Like just like in Spinal Tap. That's awesome. You know, it's just like someone would be coming in on the same frequency That's awesome. for yeah. that shit. You know, and, and uh, so that, but it was cool that you could hear them as they're walking backstage and he kept going, nah, we, we shouldn't do that. It's not the right time. And so I, goes, I wonder what they were yeah. talking about doing. And then he goes, I think we should go out there. Yeah. Did you catch that one? Yeah. I wrote that down. He goes, no, yeah. let's do that. It feels right. And then they, they come out and they do what? They do, hey, hey, my, my. And no, they do, what do, they do something before that, don't they? So you don't think that was like yeah. a, part of the act? Do you think that was real, like actual don't yeah. discussion? Don't they do Cinnamon Girl? Yeah. They, no, Cinnamon Girl is during right the album. The, but yeah. then they do, um, on the album, they do Oh, they do Tonight's days. the Night, too. I think it's... Or, but in the movie, I don't school know. School Days... Tonight's well, they don't do oh, no, school so, days. Sorry, they school they days. play school days. They play over school the days PA. over the PA, yeah. and then they do tonight's the night. Right, and that's after the credits. Yeah, so yes. that's like the, a true yeah. a true encore. Yeah. I wonder if it's written in the thing. But they, um, I don't think that was that was planned because if you watch any other like Neil Young tour oh, stuff, and then he, you know, it's it's kind of like that. They get off stage, he's like, "Woo, that was awesome! What should we do now?" And they have a little discussion, and then they go back out there. It's not written down and then his he, notes on the <clears throat> DVD liner here. It says band returns, then they play out of the blue. Then it says strike the stage. So they weren't supposed to play. Hey, hey, my, my, that wasn't part of it. I don't think that'd be weird. Because no, so that's, not hey, hey, my, my. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, uh, tonight's, tonight's the night. night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he. <laughs> You think that him getting hit on the head was intentional? No, too? not at all. I think that was just a mistake they kept then he, in there. He does, I wrote down. He he says, "I just got hit really hard." And he right, like, and he's like, <laughs> "They just hit me over the head with that giant microphone." Yeah, because they had to bring it back out there because he was coming back out. No, I think all that that's like a warts oh, dude, and all I, thing. Because if he kept keeps the mistakes in there, like yeah. you know, Ralphie made some mistakes in there that I noticed, and they just kept it in yeah. there. So I think this was a true document of that oh, yeah. particular production. Yeah. Yeah. You wrote, you mentioned earlier uh, Billy like going around in a circle. Yeah, I I just got to this part in my notes where I wrote in Hey Hey My My Billy looks like a cat chasing like the pointer. Right, right? yes, <laughs> head all shaking, his yeah. eyes wide open. <laughs> it looks like someone in the audience right? is like getting him to. Oh my god, him. he's out of his mind. <laughs> awesome. I love them all singing around the mic at the end though. That was, yes, that was yeah. cool. Yep. And then there's a chick on someone's shoulders like snapping pics. The end is pretty cool. That's probably the dude from the Punk Tree's dad. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's his girlfriend. Maybe his yeah. mom. I, I want to know, know why. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, most of the show, too, Billy and... and uh, his Frank, middle name is Billy like and, Hurricane. Billy and Poncho were like swapping off singing into the right. mic. And I was like, why didn't they just have another mic? Right. It's Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. So they only had Neil's mic, and they had to go up and sing with yeah. him. And then like some songs, there it was would a be couple Billy, where he would sing and into, some it would be Neil Poncho. would sing into the, the harmonica lapel right. thing you were talking yeah. about. And one of them would sing into that but yeah they'd switch off yeah. and then at the end all three of them are around there and another but that thing, didn't seem planned that just seemed like that's just, you oh, know what here that's they from, all come that's probably how they rehearse yeah yeah because if you notice like i don't know if you ever like if you go to like a stadium show or an arena show the band's all over the stage yeah they're like running back and forth they're far apart from each other yeah. Not in this show. They're all they're they're through the whole show. They're all grouped together. Yeah. Probably just one. They have to keep an eye on Neil, but two, it's probably how they rehearse and that's how they feel the chemistry and that's how they right. feel yeah. comfortable and they're able to look at each other. I remember seeing the Rolling Stones at the Garden a while ago, and so they play on the big stage, and then for an encore they came out and they played on this little stage in the middle of the floor on the Garden. And they were way better than they were on the big stage. And I think it's because they were just closer together. They could see each other. Yeah. They could see mm. the expressions on their faces. They could talk to each other or signal each other that. better. Yeah. And so you could tell the chemistry was better when they were closer together. And I think that's why that's, that is. Yeah. Maybe that one microphone keeps them kind of like that's their gathering point. You know, and it keeps them close together so they can you know, feel the chemistry a yeah. lot better. Because that's what Crazy Horse is all about. It's right. all about whatever the chemistry is that night. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But I, I love that I love that ending, how you could just hear them discussing what they want to do at the end. Yeah. That's awesome. I like the whole end of this. It's great. Yeah. Uh, through and through it's just a solid it's a solid listen and a solid watch. Yeah. So I it's mean, it's a fun concert. it's fun. Yeah. And that's what he wanted when he said he made Rust Never Sleeps and why he said he liked punk rock, because it sounded like they were having fun. Yeah. And he, and if you think about what he was doing previous to that, you know, he's like, I did my ditch trilogy. I got it out of my system. I want to have fun. So he made Zuma, which yeah. is like this rock album, you know, and then he made comes a time. Yeah. Cause he's that, like, that was too much fun. Let me make it. Yeah. Let me, let me album. pull it back a little. Yeah. Let me pull it back a little bit. But now he's like, let's have a, let's have a lot of fun. We'll have, like you said, maybe he was just having fun. Let's have fucking Jawas on stage. Yeah. And a giant harmonica and a big glass of water. I and, think with Neil, it's always both. It's always, he just is like, this would be interesting. And also he, he might not even realize it at the time, but there's this underlying message to the whole thing that I don't know. Right. Like when you said that thing about the amps being that size and and like him being a child, it just I don't know. I think that's true, but I don't even know if he put that much thought into it, right? Or if yeah. he or he did and he didn't realize it. Who knows? Neil's How many podcasts? We're into twelve podcasts now, right? We're way more than I think we're, we're in episode sixteen or seventeen. All right, so now. we're yeah. we're probably wrong about everything. When, we definitely when, are. When about most things, he comes on the show, right? Yeah. Um, when. Uh, he'll probably say, I've never heard so much bullshit in my life. What a complete fucking waste of time. Hopefully. Whatever happened to journalism? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for the wouldn't roast. Wouldn't it be great, for, Neil to for, just, you guys. Really it be great for Neil to do like 20 minutes of an interview and then just be like, you guys are idiots. Fuck off. And then hang up on us. Oh, oh God, that would be the best. That. Great. That would be get, legendary. Get, that would be fucking oh, amazing. My God. Luke would carry that with him forever. But I, the best part is he's like a fan of the podcast. He's, like he's yeah. listening to every episode. But he comes on, and he's just like, but he hate fuck listens. this. Right. <laughs> I'd rather... You guys. He's like, I'm a big fan, but 
Fuck you guys are fucking idiots. I'd rather have Neil Young tell me to fuck off than Steven Stills. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fucking. Who is that? Yeah, right? Exactly. He's the S. Real quick. So we we touched on this earlier, and I just kind of want to explore it more. Because to me, this was an album that where I discovered a lot of Neil Young from, or now a cassette, because I'm having a cassette. So to me, like when you dance and... Uh, we were talking about Comes a Time. To me, those are far superior versions Agreed. than the album versions. Yep. Are there any others that stick out on the movie Ye- or, uh, or the, or the well, album? Well, I know it's not a Neil song technically, but I am a child. I fucking love. Yeah. Same with Sugar That's Mountain. Beautiful. I fucking think is what, beautiful, what, what, Is I Am a Child on anything it's a, before it, this? It's a Buffalo Springfield, I believe. Is it on Decade? It is, it is a Buffalo decade. Springfield. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so, on Decade. No, it is that. on Decade. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. that's great as well. I, I, think I the, and I love those, this version of Powderfinger more than I love the Rust Never Sleeps version. I guess I don't notice a, a lot of love too. A lot of love for sure, but Maybe. not as the first two you mentioned are in my top three for that reason. And then, like we were saying before, like a hurricane. This yeah. version of like a hurricane yeah. is the best. Yeah. I think we should all keep in mind the the way that the album's structured too. I mean, like. Yeah, when I dance isn't exactly like one of the bangers, but when I listen to an album, generally your resident stoner here, I'm getting lit up for the first few songs, and then by the time that song comes on the album, at least I don't know about the movie, um, I'm lit up, I'm ready to go. It's about so, the same point, I think. So it's like I'm feeling good. So like that, it makes that version that much better, like because it's placed there. I don't know. At least for me, you know what I no, mean. No, I understand. This is what the you're first saying. song off of the acoustic songs when you dance. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. you get you get the so band you, at that point too. Right. And stuff. So like two fifty on right at the end, it just yeah. it's one of my favorite riffs because I'm always just tuning up right at that point. Yeah. I love that he starts with this one too. It's got a monster riff. Oh yeah, and you don't appreciate it. No, it's, it's hard. It's no, it's uh, after the gold. Yeah. Right? yeah, but that that middle part that. Middle part was like, dun, dun, dun. I mean, yes. that's almost like Sabbath. Yeah, like this oh, stuff. Yeah. This is hard rock. I mean, yeah. it's 1979, so you know, ACDC's already already become huge at that point, and Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is pretty much done with Ozzy at that point, but they've already established themselves. You know, metal as a genre has already established with Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and Scorpions and shit like that. Yeah. So he's coming out here. He can just keep. I mean, him and Crazy Horse can keep up. Yeah. With the rest of them, as far as the heaviness, yeah. especially the pounding drums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Ralphie just like just keeps that hammering through the and whole they, all it, the electric stuff. And then they they circle up right away for that kind of long jam. Part. Yeah. I just I don't You're know. Talking about the end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. A, like two minutes. They just hit those two minor chords yeah. over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Right. And they just they work that riff, man. It lights yeah. up. Yeah. It's, it's a good. groove. You know, and they don't want to end it. You know, which is great. And it's it's. Not only the beginning of the band, but it's right just here. placed right, right for here. Yeah, come up. Yeah, and they just circle up, and their their feet are going, and you can just feel them. They're like getting into it and finding oh, that yeah. chemistry, and and I'm there with them. Oh dude. god, yeah, exactly. Dude. And this is the exact reason why Crosby, Stills and Nash, and Carol King. Yeah. And Joni Mitchell fucking hate Crazy Horse. Right. Because they can do this. And they don't think this is music. Oh, yeah. You know, they think this is just fucking dumbass headbanger shit. You know what, you know, what else it, I love? It's fucking awesome. Not feeling it's got it. a you know groove. what else I love yeah, about it, too, is their backs are to the audience. Which is like, 
Yeah. A big no-no when, whenever you're when it's drilled into your head about live performance. Face the audience. Face the audience. They didn't give a fucking shit. Right. They just circled up. They found it together. They were kind of getting into it. Because like, they, the chemistry is yeah. working. It's bubbling. It's brewing in there. They want to keep it going. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, this is as hard as anything else at that time. Do you like this version of The Loner more than... Um, I, think I it love fits this version. With this version of this, of yeah. this song. I yeah. love this version of The Loner, and I would say I like it more than the debut album because of the Jack Nietzsche string section there in the middle and stuff. But with, with oh, I like that. What makes it the debut album version better for me is the rhythm section on that track. That's like okay. yeah. I think this, that's I, Richie I think Fury. I, like, I and, think I like the debut better. Well, it's it's the it's the rhythm section on yeah. that track. That's it's very that's different. so awesome. Yeah, this is just very staccato. It's very just dot. Yeah, it's dot, pounding dot, yeah. and it's good, which is cool. Yeah. But but yeah. You know, I think it's Richie Fury's playing the bass, and it's the two guys that were in Buffalo Springfield. It's their rhythm oh, okay. section. Yeah. And he brought them in for that one song. And that, it's like if you just listen to the rhythm section on that, on that debut album track, it's fucking phenomenal. We got to wrap soon because we're coming on uh, our time. Oh, geez. But, uh, okay. Anything else you want to hop into our top three off this? Yeah, one? let's get right into that. Um, I'll start. Okay. Um, and I. This was tricky, but I, I went based solely off of the live performance. Um, I went, my three was um, When You Dance, because I just think the contrast between this and that first version are so stark and so good. My two was Cortez. I do like that thing he does at the end, and I really like this version. And my one was Comes a Time, because I, re- I think that song doesn't oh, wow. get the credit it deserves at the beginning, I got to rest. And I just think this this version does it justice. You got what? Oh, geez. Is there more pizza coming? <laughs> Round two. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> was she not there? She went around, I guess. Oh, oh okay. Right. I was like, that's kind of weird, well, huh? I was hoping you weren't going to do that. <laughs> do you want to go with yours, Russ? Top three? Uh, You go first. I have to say my three would be um, – it has to be Sugar Mountain. Okay. And I think it's hmm. it's a nostalgic song, and I pick it only for, I think, mostly nostalgic reasons because this was like one of the first Neil recordings I, I bought. The first one I bought was Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. And then after that, I bought this and Tonight's the Night. And at the time, in my, I was like 16. I didn't really get Tonight's the Night. But I got this, and this is where I just this from there I expanded to all this other stuff, and just hearing that that open those opening notes, and uh, and I just love the song. Yeah. So that would be my number three. Number two uh, would be Sedan Delivery because okay. it's just an ass kicker. Yep, I just fucking love that. And then Like a Hurricane would be number one. This nice. is such an amazing version of that song. I yeah, I'm pretty close to that. I think I would do. I would I would probably put Sedan Delivery for that reason. It's just fucking. It's a punk rock. Oh, yeah. Fucking. It's awesome. Uh, but as my two, I would put I Am a Child. Okay. Um, I just think it's fucking beautiful, and I like the theme ne- with everything on here. And <laughs> let's just give that a moment of silence. Sorry. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and then I think as my one, I would also do like a hurricane. 
Nice. Yeah. I don't know. It, to me, my one just bounces from like a hurricane and powder finger. I was gonna because yeah. yeah, I, I like I, this version yeah. better than same the same exact same version. exact thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, what do I choose? And then I was like, like a hurricane for the other things we talked about. But powder finger, this version is fucking yeah, amazing. It's really awesome. Yeah. What about so. uh, Nick Slynn? Top three. Um, no, it's it's probably gonna be um, a little bit um, a little bit you know of an echoing chamber here for sure. But uh, my For third sure. one would probably sure. be when sure. I dance because sure. when uh, you dance, did you just do that? That was crazy. What? <laughs> I didn't do that. Are you high? I don't know. I might be. I'll, I'll talk you, to you did guys. Did you have an edible before stuff. you came in here? For no, sure. Do you have it? For sure. No, For sure. I don't do edibles. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> it's Russ. Whatever you think I'm doing, it's Russ. <laughs> All right. It's live well, Russ. My number three would probably be when I dance again because it, when, when, you you dance. when you dance, when I dance, when, when you I dance. dance, when you dance, when I dance, is stop. <laughs> your top three you. moments in your life is when exactly. you dance. No, you know, so, so it, that's a good one again because of the place. Yeah, Nick's next, next top three. No, we're, we're Nick's top three you, right Nick, now is when, when he dances. Dance, but you're saying when I dance. I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, that. you did that on purpose. No, I did that not on purpose, oh. but I did it. It was Nick that. loves to dance. Well, yeah, the I first do. time it wasn't on purpose, but after that it was. Yeah, after you guys <laughs> laughed, I kept doing it because that's what. I, <laughs> okay, you. No, that was my number three, and then it's okay. it's it's a, a toss up between Powderfinger and Like a Hurricane because okay. Like a Hurricane, you know, comparatively between the original version and this live performance. You have to go with it. That's probably my number one. Yeah. But I, I really enjoy Powderfinger too because this was actually, again, from your book, um, I, it's my first uh, experience yeah. with Powderfinger was on this. So like, yeah. I, it just lights me up every time yeah. for sure. And I think this was a first taste for a lot of people because you're talking a little more than a decade on, right? Nice pun. You're, well, yeah. <laughs> but how many, like, what, like 13 years? Yeah. 14 years? Pushing 14. Yeah. From the first album? Yeah. So you're talking about a, possibly like a whole nother generation. Yeah. Who are, who's thinking, this this guy's a fucking folky. And then well, they definitely heard Rush another Never generation Sleeps. from Buffalo Springfield. Right. Yeah. 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 And so they're like, oh, this guy actually rocks. And so, because that's what attracted me. Yeah. You know, was the was the electric stuff. So it's like, yeah, and when I bought it, it just helped me branch out to like, well, where's where's this song from? And Honestly, I, I think that album. you know, yeah, one of the first things that I like with Slynn that I was really introduced with to Neil was Helpless in in uh Last Waltz, but I remember being young and I had that image of him and I loved it, but then I think one of the first things I heard that was like really shifted him into a whole nother stratosphere of my love for him was I think cinnamon girl where I, for, from, for what you're saying, I was like, Oh, he's so much more than just the folk dude. Right. Mm-hmm. He yeah. fucking rocks. Yeah, because for the longest time, I knew him as like a folky guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like he's heart of gold. He's that. He's the heart of gold. He's also guy, like right? way right. more than that, like you said. But I yeah. remember hearing Cinnamon Girl when I was really young. And also, he sings about a drummer relaxing and, and waiting for his Cinnamon Girl. And I was like, hey, I'm a drummer and I want a Cinnamon Girl. Like, <laughs> and I just was like, this song fucking rocks. And this is like the folky, helpless. Dude, right. but also yeah. he rocks. Yeah, with the you know, with crazy horse, he's, yeah. he's like awesome. So down by the river did that to me, and I'm surprised yeah. that down I by, agree with that. by the river isn't on on here. I wrote that too on Cinnamon Girl. One of my notes was, I wish there was a couple more songs from that album on here, such yeah. as Down yeah. by the River. Yeah, and maybe Cowgirl. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, what's your top three, Slynn? <sighs> I should have prepared this ahead of time, and I didn't. Um, oh, we didn't. 
Yeah, we didn't either. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. Probably. I thought about mine, but I still messed it up. I normally do, but... See, that's what happens when you think. Yeah. I right? normally do, but I always <laughs> no, no, end up no, changing No, 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 no. That's after. what happens when I think. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was meta. I liked it. Get it? I got it. Oh, I get it. Because, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I think that... <laughs> no, no, no. You get it. <laughs> that's it at home right I there, man. It. That was the best. <laughs> I think my number three no, 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 you might think. be, you, <laughs> you think that my favorite. No, 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 no. N-A-I-L-S. Nails. <laughs> my number three is Needle in the Damage Done because I just really like yeah, that song. A, and this awesome. is a cool version of it. Yep. I feel like this version of it, like the original one, is a lot more like raw and emotional, which is cool in its own way. And this one, I feel like it's more like he's beyond the initial grieving of it. So it's yes. more like telling a story, yeah. Yeah. but it allows the, like the guitar and the music of it to kind of come forward a little and, more. And especially where it's placed after like mm-hmm. the Woodstock yeah. shit. And yeah. it's just, he's all, he he's going crazy with Crazy Horse. And then we're like back to him just playing solo. And he's just like- The more I'm talking yeah. about it, I think that one shouldn't be my number three because it's just so, it's so good. good. I know, I agree. Like, now I'm like, oh, I kind of wish it was in my- that. No, that one's that one might be my number two. So yeah. in retrospect, my number three is Sedan Delivery. Yeah, hell yeah. Because okay. it's just really fun. It's a fucked up it's tune. It's so fun. The it's lyrics so are weird. fucked up. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's like, is, he, is it about selling drugs? <laughs> is it about delivering drugs? Right. Is it about being a hired driver? Well- for drug dealers. Well, that, and we didn't talk know? about Welfare Mothers that made, like, there was a, oh, yeah. a few songs that made Russ Never Sleeps, the album, right. and Live Russ, the album, and yeah. both of those were just, like, fun. Yeah. But you, what, they're love kind of tune. fucked up yeah. tunes, so, I don't know. So, yeah, Sedan Delivery, number three, number two, Needle and the Damage Done, and number one, I think, has to be, like, a hurricane. Wow. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I think so that's my three. Yeah, that way. That's um, the big winner. Here. What's your cuts? If you had to cut one. Oof, that's oh. a tough one. It's not tough for me. Oh, you boy. Be mad if you want. It's a lot of love. I just don't like that song. Yeah. that's. I love that version, though. I it's think that's fine. a really good version. But of all these songs, I wouldn't cut a single other one besides. That one is easy for me. Every song just goes, oh, you know. It's a good one. I thought it was weird that he ended with Tonight's the Night. I thought it almost didn't fit there. Because, like, oh, okay. in the last episode, you guys talked about how he did that thing where he starts and ends mm-hmm. with the same song. Yeah. And he does... He does my, yeah. my, hey, hey, okay. and then he does tonight, yeah. the night, tonight's the night. And I thought well, that that was like an odd, like, thing to toss in. I think that's because that was like a real encore. Yeah, like, I think it yeah. was, he actually, came it was out, actually, and like, so after he, the he ended it with, with, hey, yeah. hey, my, my. I think it was unexpected. And that was the end of, like, the, yeah. the Russ Never Sleep no, show. But I, but I, that's, I that's, saying, that's, yeah. that's what, I don't want to cut anything, but I'm with you on that. That's why I would also do it. I would cut that, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fine with. With it just ending where it ended, where with it, hey, hey, my mind. Yeah, I mean, I I dig that. I dig the end, and it's fun. It's cool, but we already kind of had the bow and the whole thing. And yeah, I think I may surprise or or infuriate some people, but I would cut after the gold rush. Okay, I think that song's out of place on this album. I don't necessarily disagree. It's not with the you. best version. I it's, thought it was a little awkward. Yeah, there. it's like, not great. It's just from that. That theory I have that this is telling a story of yeah. his travels. And I know that's part of it. He but fucks this one up, too. The lyrics. I he does? In the, in the, the movie? movie? Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice he that. He says there were children singing in the, the top of the song. 
Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. Not what it is? It was supposed to be there were youngsters singing. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But I had I was picking up on the same idea. Like the first three songs is like a specific. I think intentional progression yeah. of yeah. like time After and the aging rushes, and growing older, yeah. and then it's just like and time travel, I guess. Well, right, like, or aliens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah it is. But he, some... but he is a time traveling vampire. So yeah. if you take that See, into consideration, it makes sense. The only thing I, the only <laughs> thing, maybe I, Molina <laughs> is an alien. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the only thing I've, were they were real Jawas and not just road crew and costumes. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it might fit a little with the theme only because it, to me it's he's talking about being a child and sleeping and dreaming and then that's the dream. Maybe. Yeah. Right. But it still feels a little sloppy in the mix. What's your cut song, Russ? I already said it. What'd you say? I said tonight's tonight as well. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't know that. I don't I don't know if I I don't know. I, I haven't. I didn't know that that was part of it the questionnaire. Of and we is can't it you are the, a child? We can't. <laughs> we can't end the episode until you pick one. It's after my gold rush, actually. <laughs> 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 no, I mean now that I've 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 heard you guys talk about it, I'll probably bandwagon again and say the same thing. You, you sure it's not hey hey you you. <laughs> Ho ho you you oh. yeah. Luke just looked at all the songs and I tried really, to find one with, a, a quick with my <laughs> or my I or you. Um, Nutmeg boy or whatever. <laughs> um, no, sorry, you were saying something. You no, bandwagon. Um, I've I've learned a, a few things during this actual podcast, which uh-huh. is cool. Like your viewpoint on like him going back to needle when he plays that. Like I never thought of that that didn't occur to me so same with you know this whole talk with after the gold rush really kind of stands out after you actually think about it you know what i mean in the progression of the songs and what their content is so i'd probably have to go with that for sure did you just wipe your mouth on the mic no, i just gave it an itch you okay. would cut you would cut needle still gross <laughs> no no i would cut after the gold rush after the gold just rush. based okay. on that conversation okay that, it makes a lot of sense to me for sure cool all right. I'm excited to get to some back to some normal studio albums. After I'm excited this. for the return of Ben Keith. That's what I'm excited for. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love me some Ben Keith. You, you should just ho- go do got... your Ben Keith podcast. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously, man. Get a room. We got Hawks and Doves next. Yeah. Which We're moving is, into um, the 80s, Shoe. You yeah. pumped? Yeah. I'm, I'm super pumped because that's when I learned to hate life and people. Yes, <laughs> that's um, right. And learning Shoot. to love shitty music. Shoot, definitely. Uh, right. Shoot definitely. I no didn't shitty say music. that one. There's I no didn't. shitty music these days. You're Mike absolutely definitely right. Would have joined Lumineers. Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. Did you just say? Did you say Luminaires? No, no, I didn't say. I, I didn't that. say Luminaires is shitty music. I just said it's below average. You're an you, idiot. Uh, I think you said so, you a playlist that so, Luke okay. sent me the other day because it's definitely something that you could probably rip on him for. I enjoyed it. Thank but you. He probably ripped on you. Yeah. Is there some bright eyes on it? Nope. Pretty much. No, no, okay. There might be a little bit of Manchester Orchestra. Uh, <laughs> not that song either. That's the weird wow. part. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck off. That's okay. A, no, I, I said I enjoyed it. Thank I'm on. You. I'm on recording. I might have some uh, Ben Harper on there. Oh, I like Ben, ben Harper. Harper's ben Harper's amazing. Harper's great. But I, I, I would didn't fight know. you if you didn't like. Ben I like. Harper. I, I especially love live stuff. I've, I only saw Agreed. him live once, and he was great. Agreed. Unfortunately, Jack Johnson opened up. The only time I ever agree with why that do as they well. pair them together? The only, the only. Yeah. Well, they did a great. Ver- they did this Bob Marley tune, which is really good. They yeah. did it together. But Jack Johnson is the only time where I, I almost fell asleep at a show, not under the influence of drugs. <laughs> I've done that. You at a show that thing. I liked because I'm a sleepy right. person. It's like in the middle of Jack Johnson, I was just kind of like, oh my god, how long were my eyes closed? 
Nick used oh to play God. a lot of Jack Johnson to get girls to like him in eighth grade. No, I did. Only play that Very one easy song. to play on guitar, and oh, girls dig it. Were you also in eighth grade? I, I definitely went through eighth grade once or okay, twice. Okay, just checking. Not the movie. He was in the actual <laughs> No, grade. I was going to yeah. check it. He was also in eighth grade when he was trying to get the eighth grade girls. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, no, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that that's right. important. Oh, nowadays, that's a good apparently. I just yeah. want to confirm that. He only went for youngsters listening. as a youngster. I okay. picked up right. the guitar <laughs> specifically to get girls to like me. I will, I'm not ashamed yeah. to admit that. I also like the guitar way more than girls now. So there's that. There you go. Excuse yeah. me? We're at 207. <laughs> I stand by my statement. Yeah, we got to wrap it. But, uh, All right. So Hawks and Doves is coming up next. Yes. And that's, uh, a, you know, kind of like Devo. There's another thing that came into Neil's life with Hawks and Doves that pretty much changed the direction of his music. So we'll, oh, we'll talk okay. about that. Also, we might have Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo on. I'm still trying to work out a date talking when we can talk to him. Yeah. He definitely wants to do it. Which it's just a awesome. matter... Yeah. He's he's after he had COVID for a while, yeah. apparently, but he's very got right back on the on the wagon. He's very very busy these days. On the horse, he's on the horse. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I was a little worried about when we were gonna interview him, but I won't be worried long. Yep. Well, <laughs> thanks, it, Nick and Slynn, for coming it on. Takes a worried Luke. <laughs> thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate it. All right, bye, everyone. Yes, thank you for the memes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.